Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of SNTR Gaming News, and we are going to be reading through the New World devs have responded to the criticisms and the claims being made about their game. I do it in a short segment right at the beginning of this broadcast. So if you're watching this, it's a longer video because it is a past broadcast, but this section is probably what you're looking for. This is an SNTR update. The new world criticisms continue to shift to different things, whether it's population decline, which we will address in a separate video. But now we have things being said about client side being authoritative and the devs took to the forums to officially respond. If you like these video game updates, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my uploads. I'm going to read to you exactly what the devs said in response because it is so important with respect to some of the misunderstanding that's going on and a lot of the misrepresentation that has been going on with this game. Now, PC Gamer officially reported on this and had this to say. On Friday, Amazon responded to the claims saying that New World forums, uh, they they had people on the forum saying New World is not client authoritative. So, Folks were on there saying it was client authoritative, meaning the client could do whatever they wanted. According to community manager Luxendra, the New World simulation is entirely server-based. Inputs from the client are fully animated on the server, and only after the animation is complete does the information get sent back. So they expounded on this because people were essentially theorizing some of the exploits that are in the game right now were the result of the game being client authoritative. And that's just a fancy way of saying the the, the, the client, the, the user, the player, can kind of do whatever they want and the server can't stop them. So they went on to say this. We don't shortcut or roughly compute this. We do full physics detail for all such actions. Upon receiving the outcome, either hit or miss, the client will adjust its visual display to match what the server has determined. There are some client-side tricks we use here to stretch the animation while the client is waiting for the server's answer, but the outcome is always based only on the server answer. We did have a bug, the post continues, in which, given certain circumstances, we were waiting server-side on input from a client before processing through the outcomes. Combined with an intentional weapon effect that allows for brief invulnerability, this created a situation where players could reach an invulnerable state and prolong it by making the client unresponsive. Even though the client had no say in damage, both damage the player creates and damage the player is taken by the player are computed server-side based on the results of the physics simulation plus game rules. This was a particularly bad bug given our server-based simulation, and we apologize for that. We corrected the bug in code the same day we learned about it, then tested to make sure nothing unintended came out of those changes and published the fix immediately after that. So the proof is in the pudding, okay? They were able to fix this the first day it cropped up. If it was just something the client could continue to do and they couldn't stop at server side, then you could claim that the game was client authoritative. They outlined, I think, in very, very specific detail just how the bug worked and how they were able to shut it down. A lot of misconceptions are circling about this game with respect to the end game, the bugs, and the population decline. Much of this is being misrepresented by gaming journalists or posts on Reddit or the forums themselves. There was even somebody on the forums claiming that they were in game development and they had all these wild theories about what was going on with New World and a New World dev pretty much took them to the woodshed in the nicest way possible saying we don't do that with our game you're you're, you're talking about something that we don't do and 
even through this situation, the server-side update they were able to do quickly remedied the problem of the invulnerability. It was a bug. It was not something that the client was authoritative over. So this is just a lot of fancy talk to say people are finding bugs, using them to exploit, and then they're shutting them down. And folks started coming up with wild theories about how, oh, well, the user can do whatever they want. According to New World Devs, that simply isn't the case. If you like these short game update videos, be sure to click the subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next one. And I'll see all of you right now in the video, in the studio. We're here. We are chopping it up. There is such a strange dialogue circling about this game. Uh, Such a strange dialogue. I had people in my my mentions last night uh, on my YouTube video insisting that because the game has bugs and exploits that it is broken, uh, which was the debate yesterday. I said, look, the game is not broken. It is like virtually every other game in existence. It has bugs. It has problems. And people are exploiting them finding them and then the devs are patching them uh no the kicked from chat code thing butters was again it was fixed within like a day like they're on top of it like you can't tell me that the server's not authoritative when they're fixing these problems within like 24 to 36 hours like i'm not i'm not on copium these are the facts you know a problem arises and they shut it down now the gold exploit the gold exploit that that, that cropped up yesterday uh, they had, they 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 couldn't address that immediately, so they just shut down gold transfer. Like you can't transfer wealth right now. You can trade, like you can trade. I could give you a sword or a shield or something, but people were figuring out how to dupe gold again, so they shut down wealth transfers because people were you know duping gold. Uh, that's always going to be a problem in a game like this. People are always going to try to find ways to create wealth in the game. It's a, it's a common problem in virtually every online game that has an in-game currency and wealth and, and a way to reach higher status or whatever. Um, I've never classified the game as broken and they are getting on the problems quickly. But what worries me is they are breaking systems in patches that are seemingly we're not planning to affect. Oh, you can't trade items at all. I thought they just disabled wealth transfer. Okay, I misunderstood. I misunderstood. I thought they just disabled the ability to transfer wealth. Um, I mean, I'm right there with you, Arch Enigma. I will say that's par for the course if you're going to patch quickly. Fortnite did the same thing. Fortnite was pushing out patches once a week, and every time they would push out a patch, they would end up breaking something. Why? you have to take the good with the bad if you wait two months or a month for a patch to roll out it'll probably be really effective and exactly what you need if you're rolling out patches every couple of days some of these aren't even patches they're just like server-side updates that end up borking or breaking something else well quick response has pros and cons like it's a pro it's a good thing it's like New World gameplay is getting completely disrupted by a New World exploit. Okay, well, they go in and they fix it, and then it unfortunately has unforeseen consequences. 
The alternative has pros and cons as well. Okay, well, we won't do anything. We don't want to mess anything up. And they allow exploits to run wild, ruin the economy, ruin the wealth creation in the game. And then, well, we waited a while so the patch was better. You see, I I don't know. I've been in this business a long time, and I just, I don't think you can have quick response time patches and updates without this being a risk now it's not a guarantee but it certainly seems to come with the territory if you're going to be updating your game with quick regularity with rhythmic regularity well you're going to break stuff probably it's just it seems a little bit unavoidable what's good Sven um how about the Microsoft and Sega writing together would lead to organic acquisition? I mean, I'm, I, we're not, I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily wanting to jump ship on this. I'm, I let you guys jump us off topic yesterday. I'm not doing that this morning. What's good, JoJo? Fortnite bugs don't have a long-term effect. People being able to abuse gold in an MMO has a long-term issue of too much gold in the game. The game released too early. Right, but I I think you're overstating it. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of people playing this game, and it just came out. So, small windows of time where people are able to dupe gold, which they clearly are catching them. They must have alarms in the the game to alert them when it's happening. Like, I, I will admit sooner than anybody that this game should have baked in the baked in the oven a little bit longer but i don't think it's like a, oh yeah the game's ruined this is going to have a long-term effect in a month or two a lot of this stuff will just hit equilibrium they're going to be able to go back and readjust people's gold they'll be able to trace it if you think they can't trace it though <laughs> you don't know these companies track and trace everything that's how they're catching people that's how they're banning people that are doing it Dtom with three months. Even though I can't play the game, I love tuning in every day. My favorite morning show, bar none. Thank you, Dtom. I appreciate that. Guys, be sure and smash the like button. Give us our first 100 likes. We've been super, super slacking on the likes lately. The show vibe has been so good, I haven't stopped to ask for them that often. Feed says, good morning. Good morning, Feed. Uh, good morning, Train. How are you? Good to be here. I, the the Fortnite bugs are an example. I'm I'm not I'm not making a false equivalence here. I'm I'm simply saying that Fortnite would reintroduce bugs or glitches whenever they did a patch. And I was responding to somebody saying they were concerned that every time they patch or update New World, they cause more problems. And I was simply zooming out and saying that's sort of symptomatic if you're quick patching. Yeah, if if you're if you're quick patching, if you're rolling out patches at the speed that they are I I just think that's going to happen you're going to mess other things up the alternative is for us to just wait and not get patches as often which comes with its own good and bad that's why they implemented a gold cap at launch they knew it would happen I mean they had to know that folks were going to figure out ways to, to break stuff that's just what the gaming community does okay the mind and brain power of any developer team is nothing in comparison to the genius of the millions. Like, I, I've always said that. Like, the millions of people that will throw themselves into a game like this, it's like a big giant genius brain. Like, you can't compete with it. Rissick at a tier three, going for three months. Good morning, peeps. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Rissick. Welcome back. And four months of membership for Water Marlin. Guys, consider all the ways you can support the channel. You can hit join and become a member. Uh, subscribing and hitting the like button, that's free. 
and maybe order some coffee. We had some uh, great coffee orders yesterday. We had four orders. You can get one of every color, the light roast, the dark roast, and our holiday blend, the Frickmas blend. The Frickmas blend is ridiculously popular right now. You guys are going crazy. So get it while it's still in stock. We're not reordering that one until next year. Um, oh, I'm kind of dim again, aren't I? Hang on. There we go. That's a little bit better. We were a little dim. <clears throat> I do have a problem with the forums and the Reddit. Uh, people who have reported the dupe bug multiple times and their posts being taken down by the forum and the Reddit admins. So at this point, I blame Amazon. Why on earth? If you had to come up with a theory as to why they're they're deleting their, those posts, could could you... Can you come up with a theory as to why they would do that, Colin? Do you think they need to be told for the twenty-fifth time that there's a du- that, 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 that here's a dupe glitch and here's how you do it? They don't want that on their forums. All that's going to lead to is more people figuring out how to do it and running and doing it. They have every right to police their forums as well as their subreddit to be like. No, we don't want bugs, glitches, and exploits to be promoted here. Once we're aware of it, then just delete the other threads. They may even have a mega thread of places that you're supposed to report bugs, glitches, and exploits. And if you're not posting in the mega thread, you're just posting another thread, it'll get deleted. Lots of forums and places like Reddit run this way. They, they don't allow you to just keep posting the same thing over and over again. It would be obscene if they did. A game like this gets more playtimes hours in the first day than the testers could have put in. That's I, I think that's what people don't understand. What's good, DBS Purge? I don't think people understand that in the first week, more people there there is an unbelievable amount of hours that gets poured into the game to the point that you'll never replicate that privately. If they would have worked on this game for another three months, it's very likely a lot of this stuff would have went unfound. They, they don't they don't have the staff and the man hours to do what we did as a community in the first seven days. It just isn't possible. It is in the most literal sense. It is impossible for a community to replicate what we're going to do as a gaming community. We are going to find every crack, every weak spot, Every every bug, every exploit, it, it, it happens with every single game. New World gameplay is not immune to this. It simply isn't. New World exploits are probably going to be around for a while. People are going to find new ways to do who knows what. There'll, there'll be some animal, there'll be some boss, there'll be some part of the game that didn't get properly checked, and you'll be able to to break it and get an overturn of XP or gold or something for for hitting a tree. You know what I'm saying? Ashen with three months. You think we'll ever get a Dark Souls MMO? Um, I don't know. I, I think the challenge with trying to create something like a Dark Souls MMO would be so much of what makes Dark Souls Dark Souls would get would get muted a little bit. It would be kind of subdued. The idea that you're alone, it's terrifying and dark and kind of morbid and you know, I know you can play those games with other people and summon people or whatever, but I, I don't know. I think some of the magic would go away. I feel like it's mostly due to bad code though. Uh how on earth do you get to a point where a chat symbol breaks the game? 
Well, I mean, we've had that. We had a Google spreadsheet once for Q&A, and you could break it with a zero in your name or something, and we figured out what it was, but it was like, until it hit, until it happened, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't test for everything. They tested chat for probably, like, language filters, um, I don't know, any other in-game abuses. They don't want you to be able to, like, do command calls, and they overlook something. That's not bad code. Like, with respect, you ju- you're speaking kind of ignorantly, just like the guy who got taken to the woodshed on the forums who claimed to be a game developer. Like, bad code? It's not bad code. Like, the the community is like, let's try this, let's try this, let's try this, and they push, and they push, and they push, and they push. And it doesn't mean that, oh, yeah, if you do this specific thing in chat, this will cause an issue. That's not bad code. It was an o- It's an oversight. Like, that's not even the proper, I guess, diagnosis. Uh, if you want unlimited XP, you can go to the town boards, get a quest, Get the items you need, put all the items in the auction house, turn in quest, collect items from auction house, repeat. What? Is that an exploit as well? They're still considered in your inventory? Yo, $5 from Coyote. Thank you very, very much. Let's say an easy 10 million hours were played in the first day. It would take 100 testers putting in... What is that? Is that... Is that a million? Yeah, that's a million apiece. Um, no. What do you put? You didn't use any punctuation. A hundred thousand, a hundred thousand each to reach that level of hours. Uh, bad code is not allowing for input in chat. It's a security oversight. Yeah, bad code is not allowing for input in chat. It's just a security oversight, right? Like I think so many people misunderstand what's going on here. <laughs> not quite understanding the chat issue. It crashed the game. For a simple failed index lookup through A, it it crashed the game from a simple failed index through A HTML tags. That's a basic developer logic to not let code fall through like that. Well, again, that doesn't mean that the game is broken or has bad code. That could be whoever was in charge of social security. <laughs> social security. Whoever was in charge of the social elements in the security. If this is their first MMO, you're saying that that's basic developer logic. Maybe not to them. How many people have made games like this where there is literal global chat that allows people to talk to each other? It's probably a small handful. Now, what they probably should have done is they should have brought in consultants that have worked on MMOs. It does sound like they've made some pretty basic mistakes, like... What are you doing? What, why would you let HTML through? You can't do that. I mean, YouTube doesn't let you do that in the comments or the description of the video. Why? Because it's an exploit. You could do all kind of nonsense. People were doing all kind of shady things back in the day on YouTube when you could put HTML in the description of a video. And if you remember how free and unregulated MySpace was, there was all kind of nonsense that could happen. You could like go get on somebody's page and end up with like malware. Um, that's fair. I think we're talking past each other. The bottom line is that these bugs and exploits are evidence of an immature engine and an MMO dev team. I mean, from where I sit, from where I sit, they did the most important thing, which is they built a really good content loop. What they may have lacked in quality awareness with respect to security issues 
is that is that going to be the end of the game? Is that going to be the game's downfall? I don't know. If they're chasing their tail for six months, it could probably be... It could spell bad news for the game. I'm not going to act like that's not a possibility that we in six months we could be still dealing with exploits you know it's hard to know when this many people are playing your game let's look at this another way when this many people are playing your game for this long however long the game has been out and they've managed to find a couple of dupe exploits there was a boar farm exploit and then now there was this chat exploit and they fixed the chat exploit like right away my question is are these just loose ends or is it baked into the crust? Because if it's baked into the crust, I would imagine that this would be happening in greater quantity. It doesn't seem like it's happening in a great enough quantity for it to be baked into the crust, or people just haven't tried enough things. I don't think these bugs are a game killer. It just takes some shine off of a new shiny game. Oh, certainly. Certainly it does. I, You know, I, the release date was perfect. There haven't been many game releases. I think the number will shrink when new game releases. It's possible. It's possible they're having the the Destiny, the vanilla Destiny effect right now. There's no competition. There's literally nothing to compete with New World. Like, you know, well, I mean, Endwalker's right around the corner. So it's not about the game being an MMO or not. Code is code. CI, CD, and QA concepts and techniques are the same. This is coming from someone that codes AI for a living. But it seemed that folks were misunderstanding. At the very least, folks were misunderstanding the client authority issue. There was a guy on their forums claiming that he worked on games, and the guy from Amazon was like, with respect, we don't we don't do what you're doing. Like whatever it is that you do and however it is that you code, we don't necessarily code that way. And so I I don't, you know. I don't know. I'm not the expert. So if there was very silly Bush League oversight with respect to the chat code, I don't, you know, who knows how that, why that happened. Again, if it's their first time making an MMO, you're saying that's a, that's a, that's a standard thing. How many MMOs have, I don't know, have you worked on? You know what I mean? The real reason the trading in the auction house got disabled. Um, oh my gosh. So people were duping, right? Is that what that picture is proof of? Just straight duping the Azoth, the Azoth and the and the high level items. I said from the very beginning the trade house was concerning and people were like, "Well, there's no real money involved." Cuz remember, I referenced Diablo 3. I said Diablo 3 already tried the auction house and it was awful. It ruined the game. You could go get anything that you needed. You could, you could just get, you know, and it led to people hacking accounts and, you know, and wanting to sell accounts because what they would do is, is they would dupe and then get a bunch of stuff from the auction house or no, I'm saying it backwards. They would get a bunch of stuff from the auction house and then like try to sell the character. Now, back then you could make real money in the blizzard auction house. So it was just ripe for, for fraud. People were constantly stealing other people's accounts. There's a lot of smaller issues under all these game-breaking ones. Most of the perks aren't working as they're described. 250 strength perk actually makes you slower. The Great Axe magnetic skill decreases damage. Yeah, I've heard that some of the some of the what are they the 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 base the the sets the set bonuses aren't working properly or something. I think the part that people are latching onto is the chat input was not sanitized from users. That's a Bush Lead Programmer 101 application security concept. You never let the user input crap. Right, right. And people were saying 
that they didn't understand why there weren't basic like language filters because like people were going in and just saying awful things but as the one guy put on display a while ago like if you wanted to filter every language every keyboard every input that could spell like a bad word he said it would just it would it would be unbelievable like the level of filter that you have to come up with for that and then people were complaining about like the gold bots they were like yeah there's just constantly people in the chat selling gold bots well it's it's hard to know if they're even if they're not the ones selling it you know if they're not the ones selling it then how exactly do you catch them other than just monitoring literally millions of lines of text now i said i don't see why you couldn't have people literally just with a couple of monitors having anything that mentions anything that looks like gold selling flagged and just automatically be be monitoring all those global chats like i don't see how that could be that difficult they might not have a security team for that to do in the most literal sense like babysitting chat because you know is that the primary thing they need to be on the lookout for right now it seems like it's more important to look out for duping exploits because that will literally ruin an entire server like if your server has a bunch of dupers on it it's going to get ruined like obviously new world can step in amazon can analyze and just delete items from the server and be like no this is a duped item we can see it's we can see its tree history like where it originated from where it came from and they'll start deleting that stuff i don't think your duped money or resources are safe the only thing you're going to be able to do to try to hide it i would think would be to dupe everything get as much money as you can then spend the money that would be harder for them to catch but if you're literally just loading up your inventory with Azoth and legendary items and you're sitting on a massive balance, they're going to come for that. I don't think they're going to let you keep that. That's like trying to hide money from the IRS. I mean, they're going to they're going to they're going to catch it. Profanity filtering is a different animal. I'm talking about escape characters such as angle brackets, pound signs, semicolons, etc. Those tokens are known in the parking language as easy to clean up. A oh, parsing language. So yeah, that to me, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll sit here and admit as a layman that I I even know allowing angle brackets is a big no-no because that means you can start doing uh, you can start doing code calls or whatever it's called. Like they don't let you do brackets in YouTube chat. They don't let you do brackets in YouTube descriptions or comments for the same reason because you can suddenly start jacking with the HTML of the website. All of a sudden, you start Im- basically embedding code into you know, a comment and it can mess with things. And so that is seemingly kind of surprising. Like, how did you guys not know to shut that off? That seems, as you said, that seems pretty basic. What, you know, thankfully it was an easy fix and they caught it, you know, and it was obviously causing, you know, anybody's, I guess anybody that was in the game to crash. I have friends who duped, they bought all the trade out and they got their friends to buy it for later how they filter that out and they could look like legit players yeah i don't know i don't know i mean obviously the more egregious offenders it's going to be easier to track right usually in a situation like this the exploiters and the dupers they just get too greedy you understand they just get too greedy they go crazy And then all you have to do is go back to the point that they did it. There's going to be a spike. 
they'll be able to run a report and be like, okay, are there any anomalous sources of wealth creation or Azoth in the game? And you're going to be this glowing red hot heat map of a person. Bing! Yeah, all of a sudden, on this day, this person's gold earn rate was... 3.4 3.4 million and they uh, they somehow acquired 10,000 Azoth little canisters or whatever there like they're I, I would think just ban that person <laughs> just ban them you know what I'm saying I don't know for the peeps that play on Eden there have been uh, some rumors going around that 50 to 60 people have been banned I mean I said get them out I don't care ban them yes I can't find a straight answer online and two I work for the big one and hate it. Is Amazon hiring people to work on this game or are they endorsing and how's this work? Amazon Games is doing like 150 or 60 hiring right now for this game. I think if you want my honest opinion, as much as I like this game, I think they're scrambling. I think they're scrambling. I think from moment one, they were ill-prepared. That doesn't mean I'm, I'm, I'm co-signing on the idea that it's a broken game. Um, I just think that term gets overused. I had people in my comments last night comparing it to Anthem and Cyberpunk, and I'm like, you are literally making me laugh. I am mean, actually laughing out loud reading these comments. Like, no. This game has record engagement, not record refunds. It's not been removed from a storefront because it's so garbage, right? Like, it wasn't locking up day one like Anthem was. Like, you, you can't compare this game to Anthem and Cyberpunk people say I have copium it's like you clearly have an axe to grind if you're going to try to compare this game to the abysmal state that cyberpunk launched in or the completely unbuilt end game that anthem had this game at least has an end game and stuff to grind for anthem didn't um devs never thought this game would take off like this yeah I think from moment one they have been scrambling they're like holy frick what are we going to do from the very beginning, from the very beginning, I think they've been having that issue. Losing 100k players a week according to Steam charts, though. You're, the, the people that read the Steam charts and come to those conclusions, where do you see... Let, teach me. Am I reading these wrong? All right. Am I reading the, the, the Steam charts wrong? Okay. New World Steam charts. Okay. You have average players and you have peak players. That's what you have. Okay. You have how many people on average are playing concurrent, and then you have the peaks, all right? I don't see anything that tells you the weekly unique logins. That's how you would be able to draw that conclusion. You're drawing a mathematical conclusion that from where I sit, you don't have the ability to draw that conclusion. The, d- the data is not there. You have playing 38 minutes ago, such so concurrent, you have 24-hour peak, and then you have all-time peak. And then you can zoom in and out on the chart, depending on if you want to see the last seven days, 48 hours, month, three months, or whatever. Where where are they getting the data to conclude that they're losing 100,000 players a week? Where are they getting that data? Because you can't base that off of the averages, because the averages don't show you unique logins. So... The first week, Steve could have played seven days a week. And now, Steve could be playing 
every other day. And what that's going to look like is, oh my gosh, if there's 100,000 Steves that aren't playing every single day now, the averages will drop because he's playing less often, meaning concurrent player averages and peaks will not be quite as high as the first week. People always misread Steam charts and make the most ridiculous mathematical conclusions from it. Like, like, there's nothing here to tell me how many unique logins. Now, if you showed me a seven-day report from the first week and a seven-day report from now, even that wouldn't be conclusive because some people played the first week and then they take a week off. Or I've got people in our group, I have people in our company that play this game that take 10 days off. They just don't play, and then they come back, and then they take nine days off, and then they come back, and then they take five or six days off, and then they come back. None of that concludes that they're losing 100,000 players a week. That's, like, not a thing. MMO population? Oh, is this different than Steam charts? Yeah, this shows daily population, total players. Oh, this is all estimated. So there, this website is estimating 17 million total players, daily players, 1.6 million is their, is their estimation. Um, they're saying the MMO's health is good. Um, yeah, I don't, I, th- this again is just pulling the same stats. It's speculative based on trends, like how many people play any given day, what are the 24-hour peaks, and what are the concurrent player averages. So, I mean, I had somebody come in the other day and they're like, what do you have to say about the fact that the population has decreased by 70% since launch? And I'm like, so you're comparing the the peaks and the averages of the first week to now, and that, and you think that's conclusive that the, com- the community has shrunk by 70%. I'm an erratic player. I just play when I have time. With three kids, there's no way I can play regularly. All I'm going to tell you this, and this is anecdotal, but I've had server queues two nights in a row. I went in last night to try to take some pictures for my thumbnails and I had a server queue. So like, obviously that's probably more related to server transfer. Like some people kind of influxed into Eden and now we're having higher peak times, but I'm having server queues. How long has the game been out? When did it even launch? I don't even remember. What was the exact launch date? Was it September 28th? So it's been out for a literal month. Is that true? I can't remember now. Yeah, it was September the 28th. It was a Tuesday. One, two, three, four. We have five full weeks. Five full weeks? Lost Ark Beta is Friday. Oh, that's right. So we got so we got we got five full weeks and they're still pulling they're still pulling twenty four hour peaks of three hundred and fifty thousand. Well three hundred and fifty seven thousand. Over the weekend they hit a player a twenty four hour peak of four hundred thousand. With all the videos with bots, the amount of people playing this game is far less than what Steam shows actually. So, so okay, see, you talk about copium. I think there's an inverse copium going on. People have a strange infatuation or desire for games to do poorly. And so when you are faced with stats and data that doesn't square with what you think is going on, you're like, well, it's probably just all the bots. So there's, you know, 357,000 player peak in the last 24 hour. How many of those do you think were bots? We all defend games we like, even though we know they're broken. What is wrong with us, and why do we accept this is what I want to know. 
What I want to know is why do people use terms like broken so liberally? You're taking a word and you're neutering it to the point that it doesn't mean anything. It's so diluted. So we're going to say cyberpunk was broken. We're going to say anthem was broken. We're going to say new world's broken. Five weeks in, they've had to patch a few bugs and exploits and it's broken. Like, you use the word so much, it doesn't even have meaning anymore. I told the guys last night on my video, they use the same condescending way of framing it. We, 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 you know, we defend games we love. It's okay to like a broken game. Shut the frick up. I don't, I don't like a broken game. I've criticized this game plenty. Most of my videos are about its problems, about its shortcomings, about the things that need to improve. Don't speak to me like I'm some... Un- unaware, like I lack self-awareness, and I-, I like the game so much, I just look over the fact that it's broken. Shut the frick up. That's not what's going on. People are overstating the problems or completely misrepresenting player patterns. And when you want to tout that they're losing 100,000 players a week and I ask a question, where are you getting that data? How are you coming to that mathematical conclusion when all we know is concurrent player averages and 24-hour peaks? What do I get told? It's okay, you just like the game. I'm sorry, that's your answer? I thought that they were losing 100,000 players a week. I thought that they had a 70% player reduction since launch. Since you can't back it up with facts and you can't back it up with evidence, you take like a passive swipe like I'm blinded by copium just because I'm pointing to data that doesn't square with your presupposition? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. It might have some bad things that are messy, but it's not that bad. This game is not worthy of being described as broken. I'm sorry. There have been plenty of broken games that have launched. Broken means that it's totally unplayable to the point that I'm unable to do anything. Right, like like, like I said yesterday, comparing this to Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk was a lemon car that barely ran. This this video game's got like power windows that aren't working right. I'm not saying you, I'm saying everyone. I defend Dark Souls for its camera, it's why we do it. Right, but it's one thing, it's one thing, fairy man, to be self-aware enough to know that like you like Dark Souls so much, you'll defend the you'll you'll defend the bad camera, okay? That's not the same as me pushing back on a literal false narrative. It's a false narrative. The game's client-side authoritative. No, it's not. The game's losing 100,000 players a week. How do you know that? Where where are you getting that data? And I get crickets. That's the response I get. I ask for actual concrete data, reason, logic, actual evidence, and I get crickets. So don't tell me I'm blinded by copium. Whatever the inverse or whatever the antithesis of copium is, that's what you're on. Like, you want to see games do poorly. It's like, you, you, it's like you're in a room sweating, watching the Steam charts, hoping they go down, right? Like that, I don't understand that. It's like people are hungry to see games do poorly. It's such weird. It's a weird infatuation. I went through this in five years covering Destiny. It's like every single time player base numbers would dip, people would come in and be like, oh my gosh, it's a dead game. They didn't know what they're doing. And I'd be like, player base numbers always decline. It's a natural player, you know, uh, it's basically player equilibrium. People are going to play a ton during the opening weeks and then they're going to drift, play less, play more rhythmically, and the numbers will stabilize and and decline they will never ever ever it's on Forbes I seen an article that says New World is losing 135,000 players a week don't know how true it is I can look it up for you yeah Forbes has an article that says that 
And uh, the gamer, thegamer.com, had a similar article. That doesn't mean they're true. Do you understand how, like, zero integrity some of the guys that write for those articles are? Like, I can give you a plenty of evidence that they're dishonest men. They're not honest. They're not men of integrity. They grab headlines from Reddit and the forums and they run with them. It doesn't mean that it's true. Like, has been losing 135,000 players since, uh, New World has been losing 135,000 players a week since launch. Okay, let's see how Mr. Forbes backs up his argument. Here it is. Here's what the trend has looked like since launch. I've picked Sundays, which usually seem to be the high point. So he is... (laughs) He is picking... He's picking the peaks. He's picking all-time peaks and concluding that this means they're losing players. Do you understand how... this This is mathematically stupid. That's not what that stat means. His article headline is a lie. It isn't true. They're like, he literally is doing the things that I said people are doing. On October the 3rd, they had 913,000 peak players. And then on October the 2nd, they had 726,000 peak players. Therefore, they are losing 113,000 players a week. You're a freaking moron. Go back to school and study statistics and averages because you apparently didn't get it when they educated you on it. Player peaks are not indicative of the player community quantity count. It hurts my brain. Like, you write for Forbes and that's your headline and you back it by pointing to the very thing that I said the drooling drones of Reddit were doing. They're looking at player peaks and being like, well, it was this high last week and now it's this high. So they're losing players. No, they're not. You, do you, you're not hitting player peaks. You, that, that's, not, that's not indicative of unique logins for the week. Okay, now, it's been five weeks. So have they lost players? I'm sure they have. Sure. There are people who tried to play the first week. Maybe they got sick of the server queues. Maybe they didn't like it. Maybe they think the combat's too clunky. Maybe they think it's too grindy. You know? But to look at player peak numbers and to conclude and create a headline that says, New World's losing 135,000 players a week. You might as well just hang a sign around your neck that says, I'm mathematically stupid. Like, you, like you're not an intelligent person if that's how you're reading those, st- those stats. Do you want to know why he gets away with it? He gets away with it because, well, like, <laughs> the audience is, is hungry for negativity. The, the audience is hungry for negativity, so they see it and they click. And they don't care that his reasoning is completely and utterly flawed. Like, yeah, yeah, he's going off of Sunday peak time, and because that because that's the busiest day, he's probably correct in that. Sunday night does seem to be the busiest day. Yeah, the last thirty days, there's been a, a negative. What is that? Negative twenty four thousand. So negative gain. But that's a gain. That's a gain, Fazimoto. 
I think what they're saying is there's been um, they're not gaining players. I don't know if that mean I don't know if that gain means that they are that Steam is able to track and say there's been a 5.9 percent decrease in the player numbers. That's also basing that off of the the average players. So the last 30 days they were averaging 385,000 players. Like that was the average time. Um, that's your average concurrent. Okay. 385,000 was the average concurrent and then for October it was 410 but like I don't know if that is I don't know why they're putting last 30 days and then they're putting October. October basically is the last 30 days. It's weird. I don't that section down there doesn't start to make sense until you get a couple of months in. Can you get an accurate count? There this is why every time somebody claims this I'm like where are you getting your data? Right? Where are you getting your data? And they never have an answer. Why? Because they're reading Steam charts the same way Dumb Dumb over at Forbes is reading the Steam charts. It's like, well, the peaks are going down, so they're losing players. It's like... <laughs> I mean, I knew he was dumb when he covered my situation last summer. Like, I knew he lacked integrity and wasn't a good person. But it's like, you really let everybody know you're a dumb dumb when you're going to claim that the game's losing players based off of player peaks on one day the busiest day of the week that's not how you draw a mathematical conclusion of player loss you could say a headline new world's average daily player count is going down but that's not gonna quite get the clicks is it no no we have to say it's losing players because that's gonna create this narrative that like oh the game's doing poorly and your click rates going to go up zero integrity zero honesty zero accuracy you're white knighting this broken game that's my that's my favorite term that's my favorite term I'm white knighting. Go look at the pages of problems and tell me how they're going to fix this. Even the devs posted a list a mile long. So if you look at the history of videos on this channel, um, another guy came in last week and said the opposite of what you said. Um, They said the opposite. They said all I was doing was pointing out the problems. So do yourself a favor. Educate yourself. Stop using terms like white knighting because you look like a stupid drooling internet drone with no original thoughts in your brain. And you can see I'm not white knighting. I'm correcting inaccuracy. I have had zero problems pointing out the flaws in this game. I have a ton of videos about it. About the problems. About why the leveling is bad. About how they could have approached it completely and utterly differently. About how the core game content loop runs around that and it's not well built in the beginning early game. But because I'm pushing back on inaccuracies and probably a narrative that you enjoy, I'm white knighting. I've reported you for insulting people. Oh, oh, whoo. Oh my goodness. Whoo. Do you think this is preschool? Where do you think you are? <laughs> oh, I insulted you. Mm, man, that is. I mean, I needed some entertainment this morning, and that is just thank you for that. I appreciate it. We have two coffee orders I need to shout out here. Uh, these coffee orders go out to you. Uh, the, the guy in chat. 
Uh, uh, a light roast, a frickmas roast, and a dark roast to Old Ball. Thank you so much, or Old Bale. And then a frickmas and a ro- and a dark roast to, to a, uh, someone named uh, someone named Jake. I'm not going to say the full name. Thank you so much for those coffee orders. Taking that Madam Challenge. Getting that dark roast and that frickmas blend. <laughs> oh, man. It's you like when someone does that, it's like in the movie where like somebody hits somebody in the back and was like, what are you going to do about it? And the guy stands up and turns around and the guy's like, oh, I don't want any trouble. It's like you're going to come in here <laughs> and tell me that I'm white knighting. And I insulted you by telling you to go educate yourself and watch my videos and not sound like a drooling internet drone with no original thought. Like, that? That's what you got? Oh my. Whoo. Wow. I I used cliche statements from Reddit and it didn't get me anywhere. Uh, <laughs> Carlo, I'm putting New World on my game to play in three years. That's right. I told you. Set set a reminder, Carlo. Set a reminder. <laughs> I'm at my desk trying to put in an environmental report. When you read that guy's message, I fell completely out of my desk and deleted my report. That's not my fault, Gabby. You should be consistently backing up your reports. Leave the bugs out of the equation. The problem is that the game has fundamental balance problem. When a faction starts to dominate the server, it becomes a snowball. This is problematic and kills the server. Okay, see, Matthias, see, you're doing what I want people to do. Something that, if you're new, you may not understand this. I push back on inaccuracy and false narratives because they're not helpful. It isn't helpful. Do you want to get at the root issues of the game? Fix the fix the the set bonuses. Fix the stats that aren't working. Think of what you're gonna do long term. The long term elasticity and longevity of the game with reports of servers getting completely overwhelmed or trollish behavior or cannibalistic behavior. Those are the real issues. Well, you have 135 players are leaving the game. Shut the frick up. Like, go teach people how to run Fortnite challenges and copy Destiny comments from Reddit so you can write an article. Just shut the frick up. We don't want to hear from you about player loss. That's not accurate, so be quiet, all right? Delete the article like you delete tweets if it's embarrassing enough. I want to talk about real problems. I don't want to talk about, like, uh, it's a broken game. Okay, but can can you quantify? Can you explain what do you mean broken? Because it has bugs and glitches? So that means every single game that ever has existed is broken then, because every game launches with bugs, glitches, and exploits that have to be patched. Doesn't matter what the game is. Doesn't matter. Oh, you guys are doing stuff. Rissick with the $5. Some people learned yet not to try to roast Lono. Thank you so much, Rissick, for the $5. Sven with five months. I'm reporting you for making me laugh this morning and making me not get any work done. Enjoy your ban. Enjoy your ban! That was my. That was the best part of it. Enjoy your ban. Keep calm and leaf blow, my guy. Thank you, Arch Enigma, for three months. Welcome back. <laughs> Peace was never an option. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Every game dev should hire trolls before the game releases. The big issue I've noticed is the economy on the game. The game has the exact opposite issue other games have where it's experienced rapid deflation of currency. That's what I mean, Dylan. There are actual issues we could be talking about, right? 
I didn't. I, I forgot to use the test stuff this morning, creature. I got up early and tried our new, our new workflow this morning, and I completely forgot to to, to do the test flavors. Um, we'll do them. We'll do them probably tomorrow if I remember. <laughs> if I remember. The point is. The point is. Is that I, I I do like there are bigger issues at play here that need to be addressed, and even when I rattle off those issues. It doesn't make the game broken. It doesn't mean the game is like destined for failure. It doesn't even back up the player count degradation. The average player count decline is completely normal. We're we're, we're five weeks in, so this happens in every game. It, you know what I'm saying? It's like telling somebody that th- your car ran out of gas after a couple of weeks. Well, did you put more gas in it? Well, no. Well, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Like, you're just, you're going to have a natural decline of player engagement. This is why when Outriders came out, I told people after a month, the player name, the player numbers will be so low. And I wasn't being mean. I was just like, that's what's going to happen. It's not a live service game. Five weeks in, Outriders is going to be a ghost town. And it was. That wasn't me slamming the game or saying it was trash or bad. I was like, that's what player-based numbers do. And in a game that's not ongoing, oh my gosh. Five weeks in, and Outriders was a ghost town. It was easy to predict. You could see the the density and the substance of the content. It's like, this isn't going to last longer than about three or four weeks for most people. Yeah, it's been five weeks. Maybe you should create a new mug that says enjoy your ban on it. Yeah, <laughs> just put it right there. So after I ban somebody, I can take a sip. I don't even think we banned the guy. I don't know. I, he probably just handed the iPad to mom and said somebody was mean to him. My friend said in his work that they hold 100 versus 100 mock wars in Monarch Bluff. Oh, that's cool. They do. That's cool. People act like uh, everyone who bought New World was just going to forsake all other games, hobbies, and habits for forever. Right. I enjoy discussing this game, but I'm one of the people that dropped off after the first week. I liked the game loop, but it felt like it didn't evolve. I was going, I was doing the same thing in hour one uh, after 20. See, but... Okay, the game didn't hook you, Alarian. So what I'm about to say is not me trying to hook you. I'm never going to try and convince somebody to like a game that they didn't like. There are plenty of games that just don't hook you. I've played platformers. I've played RPGs. I've played tons of games where after an hour, I'm like, I just don't like the game. I can see why people might, but I don't, right? Yo, what's good, Christina? Seven months. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Expecting the content loop to evolve in the first 20 hours doesn't sound like you were looking for an MMO. I'm not faulting you, by the way, but that's pretty much par for the course. In an MMO, buckle your seatbelt. The first 100 hours are, uh, they're going to feel pretty similar. You know, locations and enemies might change a little bit, but I'm how many hours have I got now? And I just now have started to see very, very different environments, 171 hours. And I'm just now getting to the point where I'm seeing more lush environments, very different enemies, very different animals. It's, you know. I would say at around 100 hours, I started to have the same experience. I was in a new area, and I started to see new enemies and new animals. So, I don't know, every 50 hours, the game kind of changes its shade of color. It's like somebody spins the kaleidoscope a little bit, right? If you've ever looked through a kaleidoscope, and you don't do anything, you just sit there, and then you spin it, and all of a sudden, everything looks a little bit different, but it's still a kaleidoscope. Like, So for me, it's like, 
I don't know. A hundred hours in, and you should be doing a lot of the same stuff. Hard to articulate in 200 characters. Um, I have it on the shelf. I'll come back after a few months. Again, what I'm saying, Alarian, is I, the gameplay has to hook you, right? You may love MMOs, and then something about New World just didn't hook you. You may have put in thousands of hours in EverQuest, for all I know. Final Fantasy hooked me in about 10 hours, and I've dumped 200 hours into it. Right, see, I don't necessarily think I'm going to convince you to like it. I do think there's something about New World that is, I think, very well-crafted and addicting. Like it, it, Some of it, I think, is honestly sound design. So were you playing with speakers? Were you playing with headphones? Did you have the sound kind of turned down? I'm not saying that would change your mind. But for me, sound design was a huge element of me getting hooked by the game. It was like just chopping a tree down, just running a mining route felt really, really good. I just loved it. It was just super satisfying. I I lost track of time the one day, and all I was doing was mining rocks. That's it. I was just running a mining route. I love the sound design, and it was almost 90% of why I got to 30 hours. Right, so... I do. I think sometimes a game just doesn't just doesn't quite fit right. Have you ever put on a shirt or a pair of pants and like you look in the mirror and you're like, it's a nice shirt, it's a nice pair of pants, but it just doesn't fit right. It doesn't look right on me. It looks great on the mannequin, but it doesn't look right on me. My legs are too long, too short, my torso is too wide, too thin, whatever, right? My my wife has lost a ton of weight because she's been like working out like crazy. And she's like this skinny little tiny thing now. She's always been small. But she's super small now and like super fit and she's been getting clothes sent to the house and sometimes they look great on the site and then she puts them on I'm like it just doesn't look right babe it looks frumpy like you're too thin for the clothes does that make sense so like sometimes you go into a game like this and it just doesn't fit it's like you just say a better example would be shoes when you put on shoes you know immediately if you're going to be able to wear them or not you're like it pinches it it doesn't feel good on my heel or i feel the arch isn't in the right spot it's awkward like i play games and i know within an hour i'm like nah no i'm good monster hunter did that for me um i'm trying to think of some other games i put down fairly quickly within the first hour i'm just like yeah i can tell i'm not gonna like this um so that doesn't mean that the games can't kind of change your mind. That's happened to me with Dark Souls and Sim games. Like I, I kind of opened my mind to them a little bit and was able to sort of you know evolve as a player and develop an affinity for them. But that doesn't always happen. I keep running into clothes that make me look fat. I think it's a conspiracy. <laughs> Madam's gonna love you talking about her weight on stream. Oh, she doesn't care. She doesn't care. Um, She's been she's been busting she's been busting tail man she does this cool little workout routine she's got real cute workout clothes that that uh, you'll never get to see. <laughs> no Man's Sky you aren't really into that. I actually love No Man's Sky but I just don't have time for it. If I had time for it I would play No Man's Sky. I like it. I like it. It just doesn't fit with my content flow. You know. It's true, the artist team's carrying the game on their back. I have 400 hours now, and I just walk around the world, and it brings me joy. Don't forget, waiting on those cues count, so it's probably a whole lot less. I mean, 171 hours, Atwood, I, I you know, I probably spent 10 hours in queue, homie. I, I don't think I spent more than that. There's only so many hours in a day to sit in queue. I didn't sit in queue, like, all day long. There's probably 10, I'd say about 10. I'd say 10 hours, Yeah. Color me surprised. 
We tried to get back into No Man's Sky, Old Soul. You remember, we said we felt like it was a game that we could kind of orbit and, and cover. And um, I just don't think No Man's Sky does a good job marketing their product. So it's really, really hard to garner support and viewership when they do new, when they do new stuff. They don't do anything. They're just like, surprise! And then they do an update. And that doesn't work for a YouTuber. It's like, nobody's looking for it. So if I cover it, no one gives a crap. You know what I mean? Sad thing with Dark Souls, you're kind of blitzing it, and that's on us, the chat mainly. The game has so much more to find and explore, you should have a lot of weapons to use by now. Uh, Ashen, I've, I have enjoyed my experience. I would say it's 90-10. 10% of my experience has been pretty poor, but most of the episodes have been very enjoyable. How many episodes have we done now? What, 10? I think out of all of them, you can probably slice out about one episode's worth of Dark Souls 3 that I was kind of annoyed by. Um, but keep in mind we want to get into Sekiro so remember the community planet yeah I just it's hard for me to enjoy a game if the support's not there like Ratchet wants me to finish playing Ghost of Tsushima like the director's cut and it's really hard for me to stream something when I know like no one no one cares about this when no one wants to watch this I'd rather play it on my couch with a beer you know what I mean like if I had time dude I'd be cracking a cold one and just playing No Man's Sky you know what I mean um you're convinced it's a bet now a bad game I was in the middle of a rant. You know what I'm saying? You guys, you guys are cheap sometimes. Like in the middle of an enraged rant, don't act like I'm making an intellectual, thoughtful breakout argument. Like I was ticked off. <laughs> uh, you'd love some of the other weapons. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to get to Sekiro. It's it's fine. It's fine. There's Ashen. If we can start to garner support from that audience and really do some cool things with Elden Ring, there's always replays. I mean, there's always series and things we can do. Um, if you're not diehard following No Man's Sky new content releases, they're not heard of. Yeah, like they don't. You, you got to follow Sean Murray on Twitter and like have him on have him on Noti because if not, you'll have no idea when something launches. You know what I mean? Curious what you think of the ability to crash other's games in chat and bugs like that. They've already patched it. They patch it like. I think day one. So, that's Spider-Man. You like that? That's a displate, by the way. We're partnered with displate. You can use the displate command and get a nice discount. I have a Hulk one just like it. I have a recommended Marvel section with a bunch of those. You can order any displate. Just make sure and click my link before you go uh, to get the discount. I don't see... What is going to keep me intrigued once the gear grind is over? Outpost Rush has some value, but they need to keep adding content or the real user loss will come from boredom, not bugs. Here is why I think your prediction is less likely to happen. I think your prediction could happen. So I don't want to say like it's an, it's it's a wrong prediction. It could happen. People could get bored and be like, I'm out. The reason I think your prediction is unlikely is because I don't think this game appeals to people who get to the end of what you call a gear grind and are like, I'm done. I think the bulk of this community, the community that will keep this game going, that will keep the lights on, is the mid lane players. And I got news for you. They're cooking and fishing right now. And they don't give a rip about what you're talking about. They don't give a crap, bro. They don't care. They're like, what are you talking about? And you're like, well, you see the 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 the, the end game g- grind is kind of messed up right now. There's a currency deficit and uh, I, I have these set bonuses that aren't calculating properly. So I'm losing 2% on my DPS. And they're like, okay, I, I'm fishing. What you? <laughs> I'm not making fun of you, but you see what I'm saying? Like they are, I don't think... The bulk of the audience has any of this on their radar. 
I really don't. I the, the, the reason I got in the New World, the reason I cover New World is because I think it's made for folks like me. Just mid-lane players. Like, I'm 55. Now, I'm a little bit on the upper edge of a, of a mid-lane. I've played quite a bit. I'm, I'm nearing 60. So I'm I wouldn't quite consider me all the way in the middle or on the lower end of mid lane like almost like a casual I don't think casuals play this game but I think there are people who play this game casually do you understand the difference like I don't think that there are casuals in new world and if there are they're barely ever booting up the game but I think there are people who play new world casually playing an MMO casually is different than being a casual right I thought you meant his age. I'll be 40 in seven days. Can you believe that? I mean, I'll take your compliments now. I, I look pretty good for 40. <laughs> uh, somebody needs to talk about the scam that is large salmon. That's the real problem with the game. No, Why is no one talking about the large salmon? You're casually level 40? I believe it. I believe it. I believe you can play this game casually and and move through at a pretty decent clip. You know, 40. So you've averaged, you know, you've averaged, uh, what is that? Six or seven levels a week, roughly, probably more in the beginning, slowed down now, you know? I think I just have to inadvertently found a crafting XP glitch. I didn't intend to do it. Are you sure it's not just because you just hit a bunch of them? I just hit level 50 doing crafting. No, if you have a ton of uh, if you have a ton of stuff, you can you can level up crafting. I don't think it's a glitch. The bugs and the constant new exploits are causing most of the problems right now. Freezing all gold wealth transfer. I don't think anyone who isn't sixty is missing much. <laughs> yeah, can we get the Lono old emote? Oh, you don't have Lono old? Oh no! All right, hang on a second. I can get you Lono old. I thought we had Lono old. Um. Uh, open link. There we go. I can give you. I can give you Lono old, if you want it. We can. We can. We can add. We can add emotes on the fly right now. You guys have unlocked a lot of emotes. Uh, we, what we should do is we should fill the emotes and then make you guys unlock more slots. Like we we got to get the we got to get the members to to we got to get memberships to four hundred right now. We're at three hundred and twelve over here. Really want to see that uh, go up. I don't want to put a lot of pressure on it, though, because a lot of you have kept your memberships on Presents, and that's totally fine. Uh, here we go. Lono old. Select an image. There we go. Save and publish. It'll be available in 60 seconds, roughly. Um, so, there you go. There you go. My fiance never plays games like this. She loved RuneScape in the day, but never played anything like this since... That said, she plays New World every day with me and is 45. Perfect example. So I'm saying, homie, I'm saying your wife is... I'm sorry, fi- uh, fiancé. Uh, soon-to-be wife. Your fiancé is the uh, the target audience. We don't have Lono High? There you go. Um, did you figure out why you're not having credit for Displate? If you have, I'll order more Friday. I started getting credit again, Sorcerer. So it's possible that DBS Purge, she just made a mistake or something. I'm not sure. She got a discount. I never got credit. I had the guy look into it. I'm going to circle back and be like, hey, did you look into this order? Um, 
Uh, Zach says, also, just for some positivity this morning, I clicked on the show hoping for some New World content about a week ago, and I love it. Your talk show in the mornings is legit. I I appreciate that. Thank you very much. If you're new and you haven't clicked subscribe yet, I would greatly appreciate that. We do a talk show Monday through Fridays like this. Now, we don't just cover New World, but New World's been kind of hot and spicy with the criticism. Uh, We also do variety gaming news coverage as well as variety gameplay, but for now, we've kind of been doing the New World thing. If you're enjoying the show, hit subscribe, hit the bell button. It's totally free to hit subscribe. Now you see people spamming chat with little pictures of my face as a bald man or or, or as Lono Keck or, or the Toxic Deadpool. Uh, you can have access to that if you become a member. Just click the join button or use the join command in chat. That supports me directly. Uh, smash a like button too. Plenty of people here. We could, easily, we could easily hit 300 likes in a really, really fast push. If you haven't clicked like yet, just take a brief second to back out of the chat if you're on mobile and click that little thumbs up. Appreciate you very, very much. How'd the call with YouTube go recently? Uh, it was a good call. It was informative. Uh, it was my YouTube partner manager, and he says that this channel's doing great. He says the big channel, SNTR Presents, is going to be really, really hard to uh, turn the rudder on. So we need you guys as much as you can when we premiere those videos over on SNTR Presents in the afternoon. We need as many of you there as possible. Like, I'm not even asking you to watch it because you like it. I'm just saying if you want to help me and the business, if you want to help me fix that channel... I need your support in the afternoons. I usually don't talk about my content like this. I usually just say, if you like the show, hit subscribe and come back. If you like what I'm doing, hit subscribe and come back and support by ordering coffee or becoming a member or whatever. But I need you to help me. I need you to believe in what we're doing and support those premieres over on Presents in the afternoon. We don't get enough folks. Uh, We simply don't. Um, It's unfortunate uh, it's unfortunate, but um, you like the Squid Game video? Yeah, you guys responded very positively to the Squid Game video, but we need those videos to get a lot of velocity. So what we need is people to just hit it right when it goes live if you can, please. Um, I don't know, man. You're asking for a lot. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Like, There's a variety of ways to support, but that channel is just an aircraft carrier that is run aground, and you guys are going to have to help us turn that turn turn the rudder on it. Okay, so SMK says, armor tiers for PvP are a mess in New World gameplay. That's what he's talking about. Been taking my tier 5 gear off and putting on tier 3 for better performance and stacking opal gems. All my weapons have tier 2 gems. Tier 5 gems are worse. That is so... I gotta say, SMK, I'm more concerned about that than bugs and exploits. Because to me, bugs and exploits... um. Bugs and exploits are just going to happen, but the developer not understanding or not properly coding, you know, percentages or um, <laughs> or bonuses, like set bonuses. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna agree with the people. I'm not gonna agree with the people. I'm not gonna agree with upper echelon. I like upper, but I'm not gonna agree with upper echelon and say that this is like Anthem. But boy, oh boy, it's starting to smell the same. It's like. Wait a minute. Didn't Anthem do the same thing? Didn't Anthem have like conflicting percentages and conflicting perks in the end game and builds that didn't make any sense? Like, oh brother, please don't tell me that, that this has all been completely bumbled. Is it just a couple of things? Is it just a couple of gems? Is it an oversight? Is it a bug? Is it a missed decimal point? Like, w- what's the issue here? 
Balance is the biggest problem. I couldn't even join a war because I was using a bow and light armor. At first, it was great axe and heavy armor or else. Now it's hatchet. Now, I'm not going to say that PvP is a problem, but New World PvP is a problem. It's always going to be a problem. I was immediately concerned when I saw that it was a central tenet of the game because balance is always going to be an issue, right? He followed up with a vid where he admitted he let his love for the game cloud his take and content. Oh, really? Did he? So he walked back some of what he said? Are you serious? <clears throat> I thought he overstated his case in that video. I was like, he's usually very careful, and I felt like he got way too hyperbolic. Um, <clears throat> I'm just waiting for the Naked Wars exploit to become a thing. Oh, what's that? If you're using armor other than heavy, you're trolling in PvP, you will get insta-killed. And what Harry just said in chat is the concern. So, so track this with me. PvP will always do this, okay? PvP is like death and taxes. It will, no matter what you do, it will do two things. It will head toward an undeniable meta, okay? That's undeniable. It happens every time. This is the best. This is the strongest. This is the strat. Now, you might have a little wiggle room in your build, but in general... PvP always just headlong hurls itself toward a meta. Always. Okay? Second thing PvP does is it is it it cannibalizes aspects of the game. I, I, I don't think it's avoidable. I, I don't I don't want to act like oh PvP is the devil, get it out. But boy oh boy, think of PvP like a bull mastiff, okay? <laughs> Think of PvP as a giant dog. And untrained and unchecked, it will destroy anything it touches, okay? You could go into one person's house who owns, you know, a German shepherd. Good, well-trained German shepherd. It sits, it listens, it doesn't bark. And you can go into the house right next to it same breed, same age, same dog, right? Well, different dog. No training, and that thing is ripping up the couch and the cushions, and it's peeing on the floor, okay? So it's like, is the problem the German Shepherd? Is, is it like, oh yeah, the breed of German Shepherd is a terrible... No, no. The animal has the capacity to be destructive, It has the capacity to be awful. (laughs) And also, it has the capacity to be great. You have to treat PvP like a wild animal. It's got to be penned in and properly set up and trained, or it will cannibalize your game. It will harm your game. It'll become the number one central driving focus of every patch, every complaint, every exploit, everything in the game gets sucked into that black hole of, well, all that matters is this. All that matters is that. All we got to do is this. All you need is that. That builds trash. This builds the way to go. You're not getting in. Get the frick out. You're too weak. You suck. You're bad. This is what we need. Oh, we won. Ha ha. And now let's go bully these other guys and raise their taxes. And everybody's running the meta and all this other gear doesn't matter. And half of the, you know, half of the game's just a, like a non an unimportant, inconsequential pile of junk. Why? Well, because you're playing PvP. And that's what PvP does. 
Can we compare it to food instead? <laughs> we can compare it to PvP. Uh, we can compare it to food. We can compare it to food. PvP is like... Uh, it's like a really hot spice, right? If you don't put it in the meal properly, it'll completely override the entire flavor. And then that's all you'll taste. You won't taste anything else in the meal. You won't taste the meat, the sauce, the beans. You won't taste any of the love. All you'll taste is that one overriding spice flavor. You know? If, if you don't put it in properly, you'll be like, all, all I taste is the incredibly hot spice. I don't taste anything else. PvP can be the same way. It's like, all that matters is PvP. The only thing, nothing else matters in the game. All these other weapons, all these other builds, all these other aspects of the game, all these other powers, all these other loot cycles, all these other content loops, none of it matters. All that matters is this. This build, this weapon is the weapon. It's the build. Too much salt ruins PvP. Got it? There you go. Yeah. The analogy has to involve a cheeseburger somehow. <laughs> That was impressive. I didn't think you were gonna pull off a food analogy. If you, you don't don't test my analogy skills, I will I will I will do my best to impress you. <laughs> I have a heavy armor build and a light armor build, but my light armor build is bow and musket, and I can get away from melee fairly well, and I burn guys down really fast. The food analogy is repurposed content. <laughs> The question is, who made the food? The gamers or the devs? Oh, do you see? Do you see? That's the issue with this game. Is it symbiotic? Okay? And I I don't want to bash them, but I think Amazon was a little too a little too doe-eyed. They were like, oh, let's give the players all this freedom. Yeah, it'll be fine. No, it won't. <laughs> let's give them a trade house and they can control the economy. Oh boy, it's going to be it's going to be bad. Oh, it's going to be great. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> Whatever. Let's give them the ability to territory control and charge people taxes. You know, that'll be No, no. That's going to what? That's going to be so trollish and grief-laden. Oh my gosh, have you ever played a video game ever? <laughs> like, have you ever interacted with the ga- gamers? <laughs> It's they're they're kind of like adorably naive about gamers. That's what I that was the sense I got when all these problems started emerging. Like, do you guys remember before New World came out? And I voiced all of my concerns and I was given assurances, Lono, that's never gonna happen. If somebody wants to play in a war or an invasion, they're gonna get to play in one. They're not gonna get bullied and and, and left out so consistently that they're annoyed. They're like, come on, Lono. And sure enough, <laughs> sure enough. And what I say about the trade house? It's like, I don't know, dude. Trade houses are risky. People will find exploits. They'll flood the market. They'll throw things out of whack. They'll find some way to farm leaves faster than everybody else. And then all of a sudden, that's all you're going to see in the market. I, was, I don't know, man. Trade market completely run by the, the community and economy, you know, community run economy. I don't know, guys. That seems like that could go poorly. Oh, Lona, they've thought through all this stuff. It'll be fine. <laughs> like a weekend, there's some boar farm that completely throws the economy upside down for late game, what, hides or thick hides or whatever. <laughs> 
A couple weeks go by. Oh, there's a gold duping glitch. Economy's completely been sullied by artificial wealth creation. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, guys. I've been covering video games for six or seven years, and players will always descend to the most griefy, most cannibalistic behavior. It's like human nature. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is You know what I'm saying? This doesn't matter. It's like you could put people in a room and be like, all right, in this game, everyone is in a room and you can just walk around and talk to each other to try to solve the puzzle in the middle of the room. They're like, all right, go. And they're like observing in their room. Like, what are they doing, Greg? Like, uh, they've cornered one person in the room because they, they said they didn't like their username. Yes, they're not letting them leave. Uh, they're all crouching randomly. Yes, they've got them trapped in a corner. I, they're, they're not even looking at the puzzle. <laughs> I don't understand why they're doing this. It's not even a part of the game design. <laughs> uh, it's, it's very strange. Oh, drop a cupcake in the center of the room. See if we can't get them out of the corner. <laughs> Uh, they're taking the cupcake and rubbing it in their face and calling them fat. I don't understand, but they're not even eating it. Like, that's what game communities are like. Like, they don't even play the game the way that it's intended. They'll just like, yeah, we think it's fun just to corner somebody in the corner of the room and not let them move. Like, that's what we want to do. Like, we we don't care about your stupid puzzle. This guy, we didn't like his username, so we, we, we're going to grief him for the next three hours. It's going to be hysterical. <laughs> Uh, uh, you assume we think it's a bad thing well it's a bad thing if if you're talking to me if all these things start to happen that players start leaving if the game gets too topsy-turvy and it feels like a freaking roller coaster or it feels completely imbalanced or there's no equilibrium or you know yeah yeah then that is a bad thing it's okay to have player tension we'll call it like tension between players is fine to a degree but what i think is is the tension gets overstretched and then it breaks and then people are people are just annoyed people are just like i don't want to play this game my server is overrun by one faction i can't even play in the invasions and wars like every time an invasion comes it's so impossible we lose everything like those are elements that can like chisel away at player morale for sure it's like you can't act like complete and utter chaos is good it sounds good it might be funny for a couple of weeks but you need a consistent player rhythm and a good content loop and all the things people are outlining are potential threats to both the content loop and the player base engagement numbers this is why people writing articles like like total clickbait hit pieces about how they're losing 135,000 players a week. It's like you're not even talking about reality. You're just getting a click you're just doing clickbait to get AdSense. Like you're not even actually getting to the heart of any of the issues like at all. <laughs> What's missing in this game is a monk transmog for the covenant and the ability for them to annoy the rest of us with sermons that's right that's right (laughs) um i do think transmog would be great but it would probably undercut their microtransactions because i get armor pieces all of the time that i think look better than what i'm wearing and i can't do anything with them 
That's one of the most disappointing things about the customization in this game. I have probably dismantled or salvaged, I've salvaged, I would say at this point, seven different armor pieces that I thought looked great and I couldn't do anything with them. That's always a bummer. That's always kind of a bummer of a feeling in a game like this. Like so much loot is dropping. I get that you're not going to drop the weapon I need every time. I get that you're not going to drop items that improve my stats every time. But man, every once in a while being like, oh, that looks really cool. Can I transmog that uh, for a fee? Like I would spend Azoth to transmog something like to turn it into, uh, you know, a, 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 whatever they call those items. I just, I don't know. It, it To me, I get that it would undercut their customization with their, I'm sorry, their microtransaction customization. Like, that revenue stream probably needs to be healthy, given the fact that the game is $40 with no subscription fee, but I don't know. Celebrating eight years of Mowage today? Dude, congrats, old soul. Eight years. Man, I think we're, we hit 14 this year, 15 next year. So, good morning, Demetrius. Well, this game missing is Daggers. I do think... Something that we may be underestimating is just how easily they'll be they'll rejuvenate aspects of this community. Here's one of the plus sides to PvP. Okay, you want to know one of the plus sides to PvP? They add a couple new weapons, and everybody spends a week getting them, grinding for the best ones, getting this, getting the, getting the weapon mastery, weapon mastery leveled, and then testing them out, right? So, I that to me that to me is is going to be such an easy way to get people to come back. I think you can have transmog in New World easily. You'd have to limit it. You'd have to limit it because I know it would undercut their what they do what they sell. I know they sell they sell microtransactions. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. You guys are going to hate me for saying this out loud because it's, it's going to give them an idea. I would actually rather have a microtransaction for like a bag of transmog chips so that I can change any piece of armor I want into something decorative so that I don't look like everybody who's bought stuff from the store. Do you understand? So like, think of it this way. You can buy this outfit, this outfit, or this outfit. Like there's tons of people that have bought that outfit. Or you can buy transmog chips and now if you find a really dope helmet or a really dope piece of armor, you can turn it into one of these decorative things so you can look the way that you want. I'd rather walk around town and be like, yo, I was over there on Monarch's Bluffs and this piece of armor dropped and I just, I thought it looked too hot to not wear. There have been, I've gotten some helmets that looked sick. They look awesome. I'd rather spend money. Listen to what I'm saying. I would rather spend money to pay for that instead of some predetermined thing that everybody else with the credit card is wearing. That's monetizing customization in a much better way than what they're currently doing. What they're currently doing is it's like, I, what, what, if I, what if I don't like it? What if I don't want to wear? And then it gets devalued. The minute everybody buys it, it's, all, it's, all, it's immediately devalued. Tomorrow on the forums, we have decided to include transmog chips. <laughs> well, you think they're going to be, it's going to be like my relationship to Bungie. You know, all of a sudden my ideas start mysteriously appearing in the game. <laughs> Joke's on you, Bungie. <laughs> all next year, you will not be able to read any twabs that have any of my ideas in them. <laughs> not that they needed me. I don't have delusions of grandeur, but come on. <laughs> it was pretty consistent. <laughs> 
It was like, man, it was like eight bullet points in a row. Did they just like take notes during one of his Q&A sessions? What is this? <laughs> they need an appearance slot. EverQuest 2 did this. However, I agree it would undercut their store. A way to not undercut their store is to monetize it. I would have already spent money in the store right now if they let me do that. I would. And you know what's absolutely beautiful about it? That's perpetual. Think about it from this perspective. They have a design team creating super dope sets and super dope pieces of like weaponry, okay? And they're putting those in the store. You have a potential. You have a potential price tag on every item in the game with my idea. Because to somebody, it might be worth five bucks to have that sword look like the one they got super early in the game. You know, they go back, they're like, oh no, this sword's so dope. This spear, this helmet, whatever. It's so dope. I love the way that it looks. It has a potential subjective price tag on it. You know what I mean? It's still consistent. Witch Queen weapon power-ups as you use. It was your idea. Oh, they did? They put that in? Yeah, well, okay, so after Witch Queen. <laughs> Uh, I miss my lightsaber sword. Yeah, there's some cool stuff. You know what I mean? Why does that need even need to be a thing when other games without subscription modes have these systems for free? What MMO are you playing that has free transmog and there's no other on... What, what MMO are you playing? What MMO did you spend $40 on and they let you do transmog for free? No subscription fee. What game are you talking about? Because Elder Scrolls Online basically has a subscription fee. Guild Wars 2? Okay, so you got one game. So you think Guild Wars 2 should be the standard for every game that's ever come out? You think their monetization structure, their margin structures, the way that they generate profit should be identical to Guild Wars 2? You see, you see how that's a problem? Like, okay, so Star Wars The Old Republic, it's free to play. Okay, so do you think their budget, their development size, the work that goes into the game, and the way they make their margins and money is the same as New World? I didn't ask for examples because I didn't believe... I, I wasn't like thinking there weren't examples. It was a bit of a trick. I knew you would have examples. So the follow-up question is, do you think their financial setup for margins and profit is identical to the way that, that, that New World has been set up? Do you think they're the quintessential game and that everybody should copy their structure? No, ESO is not free. You pay for the you pay for the DLCs. Older public doesn't have free transmog. They have like twenty people max or something, if I recall at this moment, like twenty devs or twenty players. They exist, so okay, they exist. So I want you to imagine that you're running a restaurant on a, on, a, on a street corner and you sell tacos and your tacos come with chips and salsa if they want to pay an extra dollar, all right? And somebody comes into your store and says, there's a guy eight blocks down and he gives the chips and salsa away for free. Now, 
you're going to go back and you're going to crunch your numbers and determine that you can't do that. Your margins, your costs, whatever deal you're getting on the chips and salsa, you're like, that doesn't square with my business model. It's an extra dollar. No, you should do what he did. Why? Well, because I I think that you should. Why? I'm not that business. I'm not set up like that business. Uh, My my structure of uh, revenue and overhead and inventory cost, sustaining inventory. I might not have the storage he does, so I can't buy as much bulk, so I actually pay more per unit and because I pay more per unit I have to recoup that cost on every meal sold so it's an extra dollar for the chips and salsa you have to see in this very simple example you can't run to one game and act like well they do it for free so everybody else should I've used the example of like Fazoli's free breadsticks you can't go to every restaurant and be like why aren't the breadsticks free they're free at Fazoli's then go to Fazoli's like you're not at Fazoli's you're in Spinelli's and the breadsticks cost money like do you, that, that's my that's my issue with any time monetization structure comes up there is no perfect model because every game is structured completely and utterly differently right every single one if I go to a Mexican restaurant and they charge for chips and salsa I'm leaving so do you you never eat at Qdoba do you never eat at Chipotle do you never eat at Salsaritas do you never I think Moe's gives them to you so do you skip all those restaurants you don't go to them they're Tex-Mex but you get the point now, a sit-down restaurant, they're usually free. I was talking about a taco hut, like a little taco hut. They're typically going to charge you. ESO has Transmog. You don't have to pay for Transmog. It does have a subscription service, um, but you don't have to use it. The subscription service from everybody that I've ever talked to that's played ESO is virtually required because of the crafting bag. You basically can't play ESO effectively without the subscription service, but the value of the subscription is so good that most nobody cares. You skip all those places? Not good at all? I mean, I, that's that. In From where I sit, from where I sit, that's your loss. Because Chipotle is just fire. So good. Such amazing food. Uh, that's your loss in my mind. <laughs> you can. I don't have a subscription and I'm fine. Okay, but the point is, and you just made the point for me, Atwood, okay? You opt out of the subscription, don't you? Because you're like, I don't really need the crafting bag. Guess what? If New World decides to monetize Transmog, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. You just typed it. You don't have to do it and you're fine. You can opt out of whatever monetization funnel they've built and be totally fine. They're not making you pay to play. Like, oh, your time's up. Like, you got too much XP today. No, they're like, "Ah, Transmog is, uh, you know, Transmog is, you know, it's something that we're going to charge for. You know, we'll give you a couple free ones, but after that, no, we're going to charge for it. Every single game's monetization structure is different. It's all it's all different. And I just pump the brakes on everything you're saying. The amount of people playing, the amount of servers, the amount of work Amazon's going to have to put in this game long term. I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound crazy because, like, gamers have become super anti-corporation, super anti-profit. I don't understand why we're, like, I don't I don't even understand what we are anymore. Like, weird hippies that hate profit? Like, what? <laughs> I am pro-profit for one very simple reason. I want to keep playing games. And if I like a game, I want that developer to make 
buckets of cash because if they do they're gonna keep making more of that game if the game is struggling to be profitable if you're gonna clench your fist on every dime they try to get from you and like well we want you to break even we want you to make money but not too much money no i want you to make buckets of cash because i want more i want more new world in a year i want them to be like this game is so dadgum profitable we're tripling our staff our response time on bugs is better our security team is more beefed up why because we've made buckets of cash Oh, you know, they, they, they shouldn't do it. $40, and that's the end of the matter. Free transmog. Okay. <laughs> I'm not anti-corporation. I'm glad the companies can make money and keep making games, but I also don't want to feel like I'm being nickel and dimed to feel like I'm enjoying basic things. Camille, here is why I don't think games will ever get away with what everybody is scared of. Everybody is scared of the, of the microtransaction boogeyman because he exists. The microtransaction boogeyman exists, and he typically lives in sports games and gotcha games. So it's totally legitimate to be scared of that boogeyman to a degree. But for the most part, games that have introduced microtransactions like New World, even our beloved Destiny, they typically stay in a lane that the community keeps them in. The community keeps them in a lane. I have zero desire to defend Bungie, but they they consistently responded to player feedback on their Eververse. Do you want to know why? Because it turns a profit. If you feel you're being treated fairly, perhaps you feel you're being treated unfairly. Like, if you feel you're being treated fairly, you're more likely to spend money. If you feel like you're getting nickeled and dimed, the only way that instance works is if you have whales. Like, the gotcha games and the sports games live off of the whales. I don't think games uh, like New World can do that. I don't think they can squeeze you and bank on the whales. Because, one simple reason, they need more than just your money. They need your engagement. They need you playing. It's one thing for you to think the microtransactions aren't for you, but you keep playing. If you think the microtransactions are unjust, unfair, predatory, whatever buzzword we want to throw out, you're going to engage less. You, as a community member in the game, are probably going to keep them in check, I would think. Eugene nailed it. There needs to be an effort from the developer of the game to keep the veil over the monetization in the realm of, hey, I love this game, so I uh, I support it. Yeah, they're not going to come out and say, hey, we need to make buckets of cash. They're not going to come out and say that. I'm saying that. (laughs) I'm saying that. I have no problem with them coming up with a good monetization structure. I'm not paying a subscription fee. I spent 40 bucks and I played a game for 170 hours. That is the most ridiculous digital entertainment, like, value transmission I think I've ever experienced. (laughs) Like... I could buy two movies for that much and that's like what like six hours of entertainment (laughs) you know and if you want to rewatch it or watch the deleted scenes maybe 10 hours of entertainment for the same amount of money as far as digital entertainment goes the, the, the value transmission is amazing I think your supposition is wrong. Look at how much the Destiny community hates Eververse and Bungie hasn't moved off their monetization model at all I'm not going to sit here and defend them, but the Destiny community hates the Eververse? No. Reddit and a vocal minority consistently 
exaggerates the presence of the Eververse. The rest of the community doesn't give a crap. <laughs> they don't give a crap. It's one of the best structured micro stores in gaming. It is. I got no reason to defend them. I have zero reason to defend Bungie after what they did to me. But they have one of the best built, most player respectful storefronts in existence. Like, that's facts. Nobody, nobody really lands as fairly as they do. Like, a lot of other stores have flaws or, you know, they have FOMO or they try to trick you or, you know, their their store is totally fine. It gets overblown by the community every single season. Let me guess. Somebody, when a season comes out, goes in and adds up every single item. They include, you know, emotes and... Like, what are some of the other things you can buy that are stupid? Projections, ghost projections. They'll add up all those items and be like, well, quantitatively, they put more in the Eververse than they did weapons in the game. Yeah, because projections and emotes count. Proof is in the pudding. There's almost no ability to earn cosmetic or vanity items in the game. The reason people dislike it is because they feel everything cool requires cash. Yeah. So I'm hopping off this train because I've had this debate a thousand times and it was never and, and I don't think nobody has ever ever, ever ever represented that storefront and the earn rate of Bright Dust accurately. Every time we broke down the math, people would always have to retreat to, oh, I just don't like it and I just have no interest in defending that company or that storefront. But it gets misrepresented all of the time with respect to the earn rate and what you can buy and how they treat it. It's just consistently misrepresented. It was the most tiresome debate that we always had. I was like, that's not accurate. And I'd always pull it up and show people. Like, if you really want to compare, I want you to go back and look at seasons one through seven and look how many Eververse items are in there compared to the Eververse items now. And it pales in comparison. So, but to turn the train back to the tracks of New World... If they decide, like, we're, we're debating something they may not even do, you know? We're debating something that they might not even do. They might not monetize, monetize transmog. I said they should. I think they should monetize transmog. I, I, I do. I think I am more likely, I, as a consumer, I'm telling you right now, I'd be more willing to part with my pennies, my real money. I'd be more willing to part with my money so that I could turn some dope skull armor or something into a decorative item as opposed to buying your pre-made stuff. Your pre-made stuff's fine. The whales will buy them up. They want them. They want every single piece of them. But the rest of us aren't really wanting to do that. You know, I'd, 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 I would much rather have that, that ability. You're going to get money from me way faster doing that than being like, well, we have this spooky set that everybody's wearing. Like, I'm, I'm not interested in that, you know? With respect to the new world, I would really anticipate them utilizing Amazon Prime, Purple, and their other products to monetize the game. They are, aren't they? I bought the skeletal plate armor set for Halloween. They're good looking. They're, 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 they're good looking, but I don't, I don't have any interest in, in, in buying them because for me, and this is subjective to me, right? You may be different than me. And this is the important indication. This is the important thing I'm trying to highlight. You go and see it and you're like, give it to me. And you don't care that lots of other people are buying it. You don't care that when you run around town, you see lots of other people uh, wearing it, right? And 
you more than likely, you might even think it's dope that other people are wearing it, right? You might even think it's dope. I don't, I don't think that way. So what's subjective to me is I get something really awesome in the wild and I'd be willing to spend money to turn that into a transmog item. Like I would, I'm like, I, I like this. So my, my, the way I value things and prioritize things, it, that, that's how I, that's how they would get money from me. They let you at least dye it so you can customize some. That's true. I've not messed around with the dyes because every once in a while I get like red gloves and I'm wearing black and it looks kind of silly. Um, I actually don't mind it right now. I, I look pretty cool, I think, with the red gloves and the and the black robe. But that is true. They do give you some uh, some dyes. That's true. Um, no, it's you're fine, Alarian. Destiny comes up every once in a while, and it's fine. I just don't like. Uh, I don't like to retread those those grounds. Uh, like Eugene just put a picture in the Discord. He has 113,000 bright dust. No way to earn currency for the cosmetic store, by the way. Yeah, it's it's yeah. <laughs> the people that the people that grind and are committed are, are never are never wanting are never wanting for for that. Um, you can die store bought skins. Oh, I don't know about the store bought skins. I don't know about that. Um, Ashton says, I'm not. I feel it should be a base part of the game. Looking cool with base game items should be a premium oh, should not be a premium feature but that's in my eyes. Now, Ashton the reason that I'm promoting this is because I want them to have monetization funnels that make sense. Currently, they don't really have any. We spent $40 and monetization is like nowhere in the game. You know, there's nowhere in the game. They have a storefront with a, a very small smattering of items. That's it. So how are they gonna how are they gonna how are they subsidizing the future? How are they subsidizing future content? Where's the money coming from? Why are you so quick to want to spend money then actually play the game to get the stuff? I wanna work for my loot, uh, and I'm broke. But Greenside, I, I'm I'm telling you that I've earned good loot. I've earned good loot. I've I've gotten dope loot out in the wild and it doesn't fit with my build and I would love to be able to transmog it. And I'm saying it'd be pretty smart for Amazon to monetize that. Now, it doesn't need to be extreme. You know, it could be very reasonably pl- priced. So you buy like a bag of these transmog tokens and then you use one to transmog an item like you would be very selective in how often you did it but think about it instead of spending a subscription fee what if every couple of months you go and buy a transmog bag of tokens for I don't know 15 bucks and then that entire new season or whatever it is you're playing new grind whatever it is that you're doing every time you get like a really really dope looking item you're like I'm gonna save this and so you go and you store it and then when it's all said and done, you comb over all of the dope items that you've collected and you're like, I'm going to transmog these three items. Like, that's not unreasonable. It's not predatory. It's empowering the player to look cool. It gives you like almost like a secondary grind. And then they're able to make money in a, in a very fair way. The only other way they're going to make money is they're going to drown the store in cosmetic items and hope that people go and buy them. If they don't do that, then they're going to have to charge for expansions, and the expansions are going to have to come at a very, very healthy rhythm, or people are just going to get bored. 
my take on it is if you're not going to charge a subscription fee you have to have rhythmic income and what I'm describing would create rhythmic income if you don't have rhythmic income then you're going to have to have people spending money some other way and if they charge for the expansions if the expansions are too spread out then the money gets thin and the development goes down and the bandwidth gets cut and they have to lay people off you see what I'm saying wait for the XP boost yeah, they've waited a really long time for the XP boost. My gosh, it's been five weeks and they're still not selling them. I honestly thought they were going to sell them a lot sooner. I think it, this is what I think is going to happen with the XP boost. They're not going to do the XP boost until there's new content. And then if people are trying to catch up, they'll have the XP boost there. I don't think they wanted it in the beginning because they wanted people to, on their own, grind to 60, grind to end game. So that way PvP wasn't like a, 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 like a gold rush for XP, like everybody's buying XP boosts. And then that's that becomes the the focal point of the grind of like, well, buy the XP boost, buy the XP boost. Like, that wouldn't have been a good look for their uh, for their PvP. <clears throat> they can't do XP boost with the current state of the game. They're being smart with monetization, in my opinion. J. Coles, I won't deny that. I actually think a slow ramp up of monetization is a very very smart plan because. You don't have to you don't have to worry about people feeling like, "Oh my gosh, is that all there is in this game is a micro store?" Like the micro store is very small and very tasteful. It's not it's not even thrown in your face. You have to go looking for it. You know what I'm saying? There's like eight menus at the top and one of them is store. So like I actually think the way they've handled monetization is totally fine. I'm just thinking long term. You know? No, there were no XP the, the, the XP boost, we don't even know the details of them. We just know they plan to sell them. I honestly didn't know there's a store in the game until my buddy told me. I didn't check it for like the first week. Yo, Jay Weslow coming in with a membership. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. Thank you so much for clicking the join button. My biggest issue here with experience and a painful grind for transmog, like Destiny, is that then you show your grind isn't meant to be a fun grind. It's supposed to be a pain in the butt got to join here as well. I appreciate that. I appreciate. If you guys are looking for ways to support the stream, if you're enjoying the show, I am a safe for work broadcaster. The debates get lively, we get ramped up and passionate, but I'm safe for work. I'm not here swearing and cursing and all that. So a lot of people throw me on in the background like video game radio. We don't just cover New World, so keep in mind, if you hit subscribe and the bell button, you're going to get a steady flow of New World content as well as variety game coverage and gameplay. We typically play the gameplay in the afternoons, so feel free to hit subscribe. That's a free way to support. It doesn't cost anything to subscribe to the channel. It also doesn't cost anything to hit like. If you want to support the channel directly, you can hit the join button or use any of the various commands that show up down here. I've got disc plates behind me. I've got an 80s T on. Those are partners. And then we have our own coffee that we sell. This is ours. My family packages it and sends it to you with little pictures and notes that my kiddos work on. So this supports me, the business, and my family directly. You got your Frickmas blend in the mail? Yeah, dude. The Frickmas blend is super popular right now. This is our holiday blend. A lot of people buy it with the dark roast or they get all three colors. They go for the they go for the traffic light special, the all the red, the yellow and the green. Uh, all three. Shipping doesn't go up until after um, the third bag. So three bags is a pretty good value. <clears throat> You're forcing me into content I don't like to push me to buy your boosts. Are you going to cover the Lost Ark beta on Thursday? 
I would love to get into the Lost Ark beta. I applied and I haven't heard back, so I don't know what the time frame is on that. Yo, my man Alarian debating me this morning and having a good discussion. Deciding to be a member. Thanks for doing that. Hitting the join button. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. We have like, we have like 315 members over here. Uh, I would love to see that hit about 400 members. So if you've never become a member to a YouTube channel, it's basically just a paid thing every month for five bucks. It supports me, the channel, and you get a badge and you get emotes and you get increased access in our Discord. So if you're looking for people to play New World with or other games, uh, be sure to jump in there. What's your favorite? I For me, it's a tie between the Light Roast and the Dark Roast. This is the most drinkable coffee I have ever I've ever experienced. It has balanced acidity. So does the dark roast. The dark roast is a little bit more full bodied instead of being this is uh, this is medium bodied. So this is a more full, more robust flavor, but they both have balanced acidity, and that makes them so drinkable. People make cold brew. People drink it with creamer. People drink it black. Like it's very very drinkable coffee. Now the Frickmas blend I like because it has this that seasonal brightness. Um, it has a very bright seasonal and crisp finish which just feels good around the holidays to have like a different flavor palette so they're all amazing really 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 are um so yeah we have a whole like merry frickmas thing that we do every year so we have a frickmas blend um sven says frickmas with peppermint creamer we have had a very very strong response to frickmas and it's selling very fast we will not be reordering it until next year so when it's gone it's gone Appreciate you always engaging with my commentary and discussions, brother. You run a great show. Now, where's my YouTube transmog? <laughs> where's my YouTube transmog? That's right. That's right. Okay, I'm sold. I need to go into more details about the coffee. I think when I describe it to people, they're like, ooh, I want to try that. So we, we greatly appreciate it. Keep in mind, this is mine. I, I Pallets of this show up to my house. You're not, you're not like, I'm not getting a kickback on this. I buy this from a roaster and ship it to you. So when you guys buy this, you're not supporting a sponsor. You are supporting me and my family directly. And I greatly appreciate the consistent support of the Rageless Roast. So to, to, to circle back to what we were discussing, I understand that people are always sort of cautious and hesitant for a game to start adding microtransactions. That is totally legitimate. We just need to be careful that we don't turn this game into the hands-out entitled charity case that so many other people want to turn games into. $40 is all you've had to spend up to now, and ongoing, we have to admit that there's, there just, there has to be enough, like, there has to be enough monetization in the game for it to survive. What do you think is the solution for New World Crisis? Well, which problem are you talking about? I'm not seeing any crisis, but what, which specifically are you talking about? At least you never run short of coffee in the house. That is true. That is true. Um, uh, fair enough. I hate the game. Just using it as an example. <laughs> there, you, there you go. There you go, Eugene. <laughs> uh, YouTube transmog. Can I pay to look like Eugene? I'm kidding. Nobody would ever do that. <laughs> I want to pretend to be Mo. Microsoft is better than Sony. Also, I love tacos. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, I got my breakfast and my delicious Frickmas roast. My man, ADJC. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate all of the uh, all of the orders recently. My kiddos, they get a little despondent when there's so many orders. They're like my wife's like I need this many thank you notes and this many pictures and they're like no (laughs) 
my son is adorable too by the way he um he he comes in he's like i see you're having uh i see you're having dark roast he's six (laughs) it's adorable because he knows what they are he helps bag them so he comes into the kitchen and he's like i see you're having dark roast (laughs) now we don't want them saying frick or Frickmas. Uh, my daughter can read, so it's only a matter of time. But they call it the Christmas blend. <laughs> Thank you so much for ordering a bag of the Frickmas Geek or Geek. Appreciate it very, very much. Um, uh, contact for business inquiries. Uh, yes, this is the correct email um okay you can see uh poe has only skin and transmog and has been doing well for a long time okay but see we 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 kind of went through this um yesterday or i'm sorry not yesterday (laughs) a little bit ago so path of exile we don't know what their operating costs are we don't know what their bandwidth is we don't know what their bandwidth efficiency to mvp is so basically mvp is minimum viable product so how much bandwidth and resources and money has to be spent in order for them to continue to ship minimum viable products out a minimum viable product being a playable dlc right does it work does it run does it function does it generate revenue okay so whatever structure they've come up with okay isn't going to be the structure at Amazon Games. Amazon Games is a hiring like 160 people right now. So Amazon Games margins, their bandwidth, bandwidth referring to how many people can work and produce uh, bugs, fixes, patches, updates, new content, new worlds, etc. That structure is going to look completely different. So that's the mistake. Like I said, it would be like going to every Italian restaurant and being like, well, Fazoli's gives me free breadsticks. What's the deal here? And they'd be like, we have a chef from Italy. He's been flown in and he doesn't even speak English and he has his own custom recipe. So the breadsticks you're getting here, they ain't the breadsticks at Fazoli's. The way that we've set this up, the margins, the money we need to make to justify this guy being back in the kitchen, you gotta pay. So you can't do that. Like it's a mis- it's a, it's an easy mistake to make, but you can't go from one game to the next and expect the monetization structures to be the same because the games and the businesses behind those games are completely and utterly different. Another coffee order coming in, a light roast and a Frickmas blend from my man Zybersword. Thank you so much. Keep my kiddos busy. Keep ordering the coffee. We greatly appreciate it. <clears throat> it's good because they also have money to pay Path of Exile 2 in the making right right yeah if you've got a game like that and you want ongoing monetization to help fund the sequel yeah for sure for sure thank you to all the new subscribers today as well thank you for 300 likes on the video we appreciate you guys supporting this content so so much I know this is out of left field and totally out of character for me, but now I want breadsticks. <laughs> what is the solution to the coin exploit that made them disable coin all in game transfer? Um, so, homie, I don't know. Uh, I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit I have no idea how they're going to fix that. They've, they've, the reason that they've stopped it is because 
I can give you a bird's eye view here. Number one, they have to diagnose the problem, and after diagnosing the problem, they have to test the fixes. They can't just throw a fix out, because I'm sure they're going to fix this server side. They might have to push out a patch, I don't know. But, until they properly diagnose how it's happening, then they can try and test a couple of different fixes. Once they have a fix that runs through simulations and doesn't break the game, or doesn't disable <clears throat> or mess the other, other things up, then they can turn it back on. Right? Do the kiddos make money or just earn a living space? <laughs> They're paid handsomely in treats, cookies, food, toys. Don't you worry about them. <laughs> they want for nothing. All right. They are, they are, they have, they live a very great and comfortable life. <laughs> and they bag, they help bag coffee every once in a while. Um, Lathos Stormcrow coming in with a membership. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. We love seeing the membership go up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Disabling all kinds of wealth transfer seems extreme, but it's not extreme because it's a player-driven economy. Do you think if there was suddenly a an exploit in the New York stock market that they would be like, well, you know, let's just see how it shakes out at the end of the day? No, they would they would suspend all trading for the rest of the day until they figured out what the software exploit glitch was. They wouldn't just let trading continue. They, they could throw the economy into an utter tailspin. They could destroy entire industries if that goes unchecked. Same thing as in New World. If you let p- people literally just generate wealth all day long, <laughs> or not even all day long, it could go for a couple of days. Who knows how long it takes them to fix it. It You, you can't be like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> It's a player-driven economy. It would be so destructive. It already probably is going to have long-term effects. Like, it'll probably take a week or two to balance out on the servers that had more people doing it. Now, they may be able to walk it back. The most egregious offenders will likely stand out, and maybe they can just take it, they can they can revert the character back. They could send them a message and say, according to our records, you used a gold duping glitch and we're reverting your character a week back or I don't know, maybe they just banned them (laughs) you know what I mean to keep them from laundering their ill-gotten gains yeah, people think it's just about the gold it's not just about the gold They, they, they can't let people that generated the gold yeah, launder it they can't let them clean the money they're basically you have to think they've frozen your assets and that's how they're gonna catch you I'm like, now wait a minute. <laughs> you know. I've been busy the last few months, but I catch the VODs and I lurk. I thank you. Thank you, Stormcrow. I appreciate that very, very much. Some people are missing the point that the devs and server side see all kinds of metrics. They're likely disabling wealth transfer until they have an automated remediation to ban, remove gold, ETC. Yeah. This is how they're going to catch everybody. Holy moly. We need to talk about the coffee more often. Three coffee orders just came in. Vix Vapor ordered a light roast. And we got a Frickmas blend and a light roast going to Pickup 864 uh, or Pickup. And then my man Jay Stubbles going for the traffic light. Every color, green, red, and yellow. Thank you, Jay Stubbles. I appreciate that very, very much. Holy freaking moly. You guys are awesome. My kids are gonna. My daughter's hand is gonna be so tired. She is. Uh, she's practicing her cursive. So if you get, uh, if you get a thank you note from her now, it's written in cursive, and she's doing a very good job. She's very proud 
of her cursive. So her thank you notes are written in cursive. <laughs> um, and her hand's going to be tired. She, my wife told her the other day she had to do like eight. And she was like, what? Oh, pie cap. Oh, your avatar. Duh. Pie cap. 864. Sorry about that. If I see you in chat, I'll remember because you have pie in your avi. I love that four out of the five days talking about New World ends up with Lono giving economics university classes. <laughs> I am not even an economist. I have a very bad... I'm not Thomas Sowell, okay? I'm not going to be able to break down, like, what what incentivizing failure look like looks like and what... Like, we're not going to talk about wealth gap and inflation. Like, I... I, uh... <laughs> I am not in a position to, to, to actually speak all that well about this. I, I have a very base level understanding. <laughs> I, I sound smarter than I am. That's part of the illusion. That's part of the illusion. <laughs> That's part of the scam. Uh, still better than what I got in my 40,000 state education. Maybe I should start charging. <laughs> I mean, all you have to do is be passionate about mental health to charge people on your Patreon. So, uh, <laughs> maybe if I'm passionate about economics, I can start to use Patreon to charge for economics courses. <laughs> Whoo, that was, that was, I, that was a zinger. I, maybe I should have said that. <laughs> I sound smarter than I am. Oh, we know. We know. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) At the Tier 4 Patreon Economics course, I'll teach you how to balance a checkbook, something you really don't need to do anymore because the banks do it for you, but I'm really passionate about it in this archaic, outdated form of tracking your finances. I will give you all the tips and tricks. Upgrade to tier five today. <laughs> I will give you completely glib and <laughs> platitudinous financial advice that doesn't apply to your actual situation or your living situation or the city that you live in, depending on the earnings and the cost of living of that state. But I will certainly do it with passion and fervor. <laughs> Weather and traffic on the nines. Back to you, Ted. Rissick with a $5 tip. What'd you learn today at work? I learned economics from Lono. Can I get my degree now? (laughs) Mm. You don't want to talk about the trillions being generated? Yeah, no, 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 Eugene. (laughs) Record layoffs and people getting foreclosed on, but this guy can now buy the planet if he wants to. He has enough money. Uh, uh, I saw the vid from yesterday so you've watched Alice in Borderland I've been telling people uh, like for a year to watch it yeah I watched it right after Squid Game because somebody recommended it to me yeah 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 mm-hmm. um, yeah somebody's I think Ghost I think Ghost said that Cursive is a lost art it is it is a lost art um, so but it's good it's good she something that my wife was super intentional about with our kiddos is even before they were writing letters, like practicing their letters or writing or writing cursive, she was extremely rigid on they had to hold the crayon or the pencil right. Somebody told, she was studying something like looking at homeschooling and it was like, 
from the earliest stages if they hold it right it will make all of that stuff later so much easier because usually like you don't think a two-year-old or a three-year-old holding a crayon you don't think to correct it because you're like it's just a kid coloring but my daughter's cursive and writing and motor skills are really really good and one of the reasons is that my wife knew from something that she was researching she was reading a book on this or something to to think what school of thought and philosophy what uh what way she wanted to approach homeschooling and it was like the minute that they're coloring or writing anything even just drawing a picture make them hold the pencil or the crayon correctly uh because it becomes innate it's just how you hold it um so I know that helped my kids. That's really helped them significantly. So when you see my daughter's notes that are written in cursive, she's, you know, she's going to be eight and she writes, I think she writes very well for her age. So how do kids get taught to touch type these days? I don't know what you mean. Mm-mm. I'm not following your logic here. Can you use a food analogy? <laughs> yeah, you're basically just early muscle memory forming. Can you teach a course on holding a pencil properly? Yeah. So what you want to do So what you want to do is you want to hold the paper flat in your hand and you hold the the pencil like this and you want to just drive it through the paper into your hand. (laughs) No, what you want to do is you want to wear a pair of aviators, hold the pencil properly and hold the piece of paper. Just the facts, ma'am. And then then you just make a little, make a little, just a little like slash to the paper. Typing that isn't hunt and peck. Yeah, I took a typing class in high school. I learned to type the fastest when I was playing Quake 3 and having to do things in IRC chat with a clan because you had to type fast. You know what I mean? You had to. Touch typing is typing without looking at the keys. Yeah, so whenever they did the the typing class in high school, they had this cardboard thing that they would put so you couldn't look down. So you'd put your hands underneath that cardboard thing and you had to feel they put what the little bump is on uh, F and J. F and J have the little bump, so you know where to place for home row. And so you couldn't look down because there was cardboard in the way. And they would just have you run through typing drills and like measure how fast you were typing. Um, imagine kids today would need that sooner. Typing of the Dead. Oh, we had Typing of the Dead. The, the Dreamcast had that keyboard. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That is interesting. I don't know when we're going to teach them that. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a level of, like, there'll be a grade where we have to introduce computer. I'm, sh- I'm sure there will be a grade because, you know, she's first grade, so. My mom was one of the fastest typers in high school, and she had to learn on a mechanical typewriter. Oh, man, those are so loud. Oh, my gosh. It sounds like a mini nail gun going off. Clink, 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 clink. It's so loud. Um. We didn't really use computers at my school. Man, I feel old. We had a whole computer lab, and we had, like, a, a video editing room. We had we had some cool equipment at the school I went. I mean, I graduated in 2000. Two more coffee orders. Holy smokes. A dark roast and a Frickmas blend. So if you order the, dar- the, the Frickmas b- blend and the dark roast, it's known as the Madam Challenge. My wife, Madam Crumpet, is what we refer to her as. Madam Challenge, she can't decide between the two, so... Order the dark roast and the Frickmas blend to take the Madam Challenge. Cheesy Donut ordered that. And then we have a dark roast for Slayer. Thank you so much, Slayer, for ordering some dark roast. Appreciate that very, very much. That is a lot of orders. Holy freaking moly. Um, 
was that two four six eight nine orders man round that up to ten um i missed that year i must have been uh either <laughs> i mean my junior year is blurry it is blurry i don't know how i got through spanish my senior year, I straightened up. My, I straightened up a little bit. I was still, I was still, you know, misbehaving and and in cutting class. But uh, I put the green down because I was, I wasn't gonna make it. I wasn't gonna graduate. <laughs> every 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 day, every day going to school, you know, uh, every day going to school baked was was not good for my GPA. My GPA also wasn't that impressive back then. Like I was on the dean's list and got great grades in college and in post grad, but I. Uh, I was like a straight C student in high school, so the green was a threat. It was a threat to my GPA. <laughs> it's like I don't know what's going on in this class, <laughs> but she sure does talk funny. That was that was basically my memory <laughs> of first period. Yeah, that year in high school is gone for me. It was pretty weak stuff. So you know, second period, I was I was uh, I was back down on the ground, but still, it was uh, yeah. The worst was doing that in the wintertime. It was doing that in the wintertime because outside and the bus was so cold. I remember the hallway going past the library. Your body would like thaw out and it would hit me in that hallway and it was awful. It did not feel good. I did not like partaking in the winter. Um, it was too, it was too extreme because you would just be like shivering at the bus stop and like shivering on the bus and then you'd walk through that warm hallway and your big winter coat would be on and you would just all of a sudden be like it was like you suddenly walked through this wall and it was like like everything slowed down you're like uh uh (laughs) this is not cool man that was in the that was late 90s for me that had been 90s 97 98 97 to 98 when that was going on at our middle schools, we have computer class for 6th, 7th, and 8th grade into more advanced stuff. In our STEM lab, we've got robotics, 3D printers, VR headsets. It's so different now, kids going to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, I mean, nobody had cell phones. The biggest crime you could cr- commit with an electronic back then was having a TI-83 ca- calculator with Tetris on it. It is very different back then. It, I mean, it switched like that. I mean, within 10 years... The entire experience is just not even remotely the same. I'm sure my parents thought the same thing when I was in school. You know what I mean? But that was the most egregious thing you could do. Um, and they would go around. Oh, this this got super complex. So TI-83 calculators, you could program functions into them to literally solve your algebra equations for you. It would be like, what is X? What is Y? And it would spit out the answer, right? And they would come around before a test and they'd take everybody's calculator and they would delete all of the programs. So this guy made a program that simulated that. So he would hand it to the teacher and it would be in an app and the teacher wouldn't know. And the teacher would go through and delete all programs and functions and they didn't actually do it. They were in a program the whole time. (laughs) I was like, listen, he's cheating, but the level of genius here, he deserves the A. Like, <laughs> he deserves the A. Whatever kid came up with that, you know, now the rest of us, <laughs> the rest of us that got the program that were, that were using it, we didn't deserve the A. He did. <laughs> uh, 
I guarantee you that guy is a systems architect, and I probably work for him at some point. Yeah, he's he's probably very wealthy. <laughs> Shortcuts in algebra didn't hurt him. I promise you that. I promise you that. He is probably just fine. <laughs> and so am I. I mean, I barely got through those math courses, and I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. <laughs> oh, man. He didn't need to take the test? Yeah, yeah. Math was, to me, it was only... I could only manage it when it was memorizing equations. But the minute it wasn't that, I struggled. Like, I've got very good recall. My memory is super sharp. So if I could remember the equation, I was fine. So I focused on that and nothing else. I hate the Chromebooks, but part uh, the parts are cheap. They're super easy to fix, and we get them super cheap. The kids buy them for 25 bucks after 8th grade. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. That's good. That's good. Is Florence is Florence Pug? How do you say her name? Pug or Puh? Is she ever not gonna be in my in my recommended? Like I've seen it. Her hair's adorable. Like why is it just every time I open Twitter, it's like, yo, her cute little pixie cut. Like what the frick? It's like I've seen it. Get it out. Get it out of my face. Um, <laughs> it's like every time I open Twitter, they're trying to they're trying to tell me about her haircut. It's like, good for her. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen your haircut. It looks great. Uh, let's see here. We gotta schedule our gameplay. Pio. Oh, it's n- it's neither of the pronunciations I went. It's pew. Pew. Okay. Pew like pew pew like a gun goes pew. <laughs> I totally but <bu> pug. <laughs> no pew pu- 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 pew. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, we figured it out. We figured it out. <clears throat> oh, we're getting a suggest off of a video today. New World banned, banning everyone rather than fixing their game. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, what else do you expect to do with a master's in math except teach oh for real yeah yeah yeah. that would be about I would all uh, what else yeah I, I kind of agree with that what else would you expect that's it's kind of it's kind of what I would think you're doing it for <laughs> I'm gonna get a master's in math why well uh <laughs> I really want to own a diner I don't think that's I don't think I don't think you need that <laughs> I don't think those two are connected. You know, I want to be a car mechanic. Okay, <laughs> you don't need a you don't need a master's in math. Um, visibility noon. Um, and then we got to save this one so that it doesn't have the live on it. Live, and we do have a premiere over on SNTR Presents uh, scheduled for today, and it will be uh, about. The purple platform's favoritism problem. Um, so, we will be heading over there this afternoon. We'll be heading over into gameplay in about a half an hour. Keep the conversation going. Keep the good vibes going. Thank you guys for being here. Um, there's plenty you can do with a master's in math. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. I'm thinking. I guess I was thinking PhD, right? I guess I was thinking PhD. A master's in math, you could certainly get into like accounting and finance. Um, you know, that's a good industry to get into. CPA work, that kind of a thing. Um, you know, upper level, upper level, 
I would think upper level operations at a bank, maybe. I don't know. Um, I would think if you were going to get into finance, you would get a degree in finance, though. You know, not that you, not that there's not overlap there. I'm not the guy to talk to about that. Data analysts are two easy examples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of math and programming. I think I read it as masters and was thinking PhD. I would imagine if you get a PhD in math, that's usually you wanting to teach. PhD typically is the route you go uh, for for teaching. Can you send worldwide? I'm from Brazil. Shipping right now outside of America is very expensive. I don't know if we have the Brazil country code in there. Creature would have to add it. My producer would have to go in and add it. Um, um, we can. We've shipped to Germany and Australia uh, and some other places. So um, we can. We can, but it um it's not cheap you know i don't know if i don't know if brazil is in there you guys aren't you guys aren't nearly as far as you know germany and australia but uh, anything shipped out of the us right now is pretty expensive even shipping to canada you know america's hat is uh, it's expensive to ship up there <sighs> phd usually can get into theoretical physics and aerospace yeah see yeah i don't know i i'm i'm i'm, I'm again i'm i'm ignorant about where those tracks would lead. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, tons of new subs today. I'm seeing that sub button getting pressed, man. Subscribing is free, and we appreciate that support of the channel. Hopefully you come back on another day and hang out with us. Be sure to hit the subscribe button along with that bell button, setting it to all, so you don't miss the live streams. We do basically two live streams a day, and we appreciate that very, very much. The morning is a talk show. The afternoon is gameplay. It's not always New World. There's obviously newer games coming and gaming news coming. But for now, New World's just taken front and center um, as our main focus. But we will be reverting back to Variety uh, if we feel things calm down. Also, Variety gaming coverage is going to be very dependent upon the gaming news cycle. If there's nothing going on in the gaming news cycle, there's not really a reason for us to try to force it. You know what I mean? Um... I'll check the rates. Brazil is not currently added. I think they were out of hand. I, anything that goes south, yeah, I don't know why. It gets super expensive. It, I don't know. There could be a variety of reasons. Like, hopping on a plane and sending it over to Germany for whatever reason sometimes is more expensive than sending it south. I I, I, I don't know why. I, you would obviously have to ask somebody in logistics or at USPS, at USPS, just be like, why on earth would it be more expensive uh, to send south. Um. <clears throat> Ooh. <laughs> we won't your nothing. Hat, little brother, nothing. <laughs> uh. Come on, you're America's hat, Christina. Just accept it. Just accept it. (laughs) Teaching is actually a small portion. Most universities expect professors to be publishing research. Really? Oh, well, that makes sense. Because don't you have to... Isn't that a part of getting into the PhD? Getting getting your PhD is having a work published? Maybe not, like, it wouldn't be... It doesn't need to be massively successful. But don't you typically have, like, your thesis or something published to get your PhD. Um, from the few friends I have down there, everything's more expensive. The price they pay for electronics and games is insane. Huh. 
It's unfortunate. Most PhD problems, yes. They get awfully defensive about being our hat. Did you hear Mexico complaining about being our pants? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, it's helped me a lot with getting into offensive cybersecurity and being a bit sarcastic about how useless it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, how do you research math? Well, you get into theoretical stuff. You get into stuff that needs to be tested and proved. Uh, you get into... And that advances technology. Typically. Uh, what is Florida, then? Oh, yeah, we know what Florida is. <laughs> it depends if the university is considered an R1 school, which essentially means research first, teaching second. Other universities are teaching first, research second. I had no idea that was a thing. Um... You have to do research and write a paper as a PhD student. I got an undergrad in physics, and my professors pretty much told me to go for PhD unless I wanted to teach. Um, So I'm doing masters. Okay. Crypto math makes my head hurt. My brain isn't what it was 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Something didn't something recently happen with some crypto, and the guys got away with like a ton of money. I forget what I, I was reading about it. I forget what it was. Um, yeah, what's good, Derek? There's less shipping lanes that go to Brazil and South America in general. Most things stop in Panama and then move from there. Germany's cheaper because they are a major shipping hub worldwide. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, so the the, the Panama Canal is still is still coming into play here if you're trying to ship down there. Um, will you use the background you use for your video on SNTR presents Twitch as an adult website again? I recorded a video last night about uh, Facebook gaming's streaming numbers and um, why they're suspect. (laughs) And um, I used that similar scene, but different lighting. Yeah, yeah. Similar scene to the one that I used for the Purple as an Adult website. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So... Yeah, I'd be careful. We're, we're, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, it was the Squid Games. Yeah, that was the one that they like. They basically like defrauded a bunch of people. Yeah, I'd be real careful with that stuff. Some of these guys are just taking the money and running, taking the money and running, man. Uh, it was good in my opinion for that kind of content. Um, Red has returned to the background. Well, so this is the typical lighting setup I do when I'm on gaming. When I do the Say No to Rage story, I go all blue, and it's more subdued. And then when I do my other commentary videos, I move the angle of the camera to just give them a different feel. And I've tr- I do a little bit of purple, maybe some red, maybe some blues. It's just random. I think yesterday, the, the one I did on Facebook, it's like blue, and then I did yellow around uh, Senua. Um, so I don't... But this, the red on the sides and blue in the middle, it's been like that for a while now um, on on gaming for our daily show. Isn't it metagaming now? Oh, yeah, I guess it's metagaming. <laughs> their, their SEO, uh, I feel like it's going to be in a shambles for a while. You spend all that time building Facebook gaming, um, and you're going to change it to metagaming? I don't, I don't know. Um uh, 
If you want a sneaky good vacation spot, go to Panama. Great beaches and cheap shopping because they have everything under the sun shipped there. Oh. Yeah, building Facebook gaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys want to know my thoughts on the Facebook gaming numbers, Esports Desk covered it. He missed a very important piece that I picked up on right away. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I was like, rewind that part. What did he say? <laughs> he didn't even catch it. I was amazed he didn't catch it because he was really thoughtful and he was like, you know, th- th- analyzing all the various ways that this could be happening, these trends could be happening. But like, you know, Facebook having more streamer hours watched last quarter than YouTube had streamer hours watched. I was like, you didn't catch the dissonance, the the data dissonance. You didn't catch it, and I did. I'm not even I'm not even that smart. <laughs> and I was like, brother, that don't make no sense. <laughs> that don't make no sense, bro. Meta is the parent company, similar to how the Alphabet is the parent company of Google. Oh, so they're not changing any of the branding. Okay, I was like, you're going to destroy your SEO. Why would you do that? <laughs> what the frick? Um. I don't mean the lighting changes, I mean the entirely different corner. No, yeah, I know what you meant, Mythrax. No, I knew what you meant. Yeah, I used that corner for the Facebook video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, YouTube sounds like they're stepping up in 2022. I mean, obviously, I hope that the eSports Desk video and those statistics from Streamlabs put a fire under their butt. Um, I would love it. I would love to have a conversation with Fwiz. I, I, I think... This isn't this isn't arrogance or delusions of grandeur. I think I bring a lot to the table when it comes to streaming expertise and streaming stratagem. I, I, I have an entire encyclopedia called StreamStop and an entire encyclopedia called Twitch Talks and break down like every aspect of streaming from mod selection to community creation to community growth to to all of it. I mean it's literally an encyclopedia. And so it's like, dude. I can be a massive resource. You know what I'm saying? I'll sign any NDA you want, but I'm telling you, Purple ignored a lot of my input. Anytime they had me on a call, I'd be like, I wouldn't do it that way. This is going to be the result, and they would do it that way, and then that was the result. So um, I would I would love to uh, to be a part of what they're doing because I think they've got some already got some good input from Courage. I know Uncle Jack's taking care of some things, but I um, I don't know, man. Just, I think I think my my uh, my content speaks for itself. Like the wealth of the wealth of resource that's already there. If you watch all my all my content on streaming, um, I don't know. I could be a very valuable resource. Got a roll. I got meetings coming up. All right. Thanks so much, Larian. Um, you can bet YouTube Gaming got an unpleasant call from Google when that article was published. What are you guys doing down there? <laughs> I'm telling you though you have to take the Facebook stats and really analyze them and uh, and you see the real the real picture because both YouTube and Twitch all of their stats mirrored each other but somehow Facebook's didn't so that that's a huge huge red flag to me that platform I still think is not accurately representing itself and you'll just have to watch my video to see why I mean that you know what I'm what I'm what I'm driving at Today's video is about purple platform favoritism, and then the Facebook video will, I don't know, it'll hit sometime this week or uh, or next. We're, we're trying to start another project, and I spent time this morning working on it, and I learned some valuable lessons, but I, I basically have to scrap an entire recording. That was pretty much, that was a pretty big bummer. 
it made a mistake with the mixer so that was annoying <clears throat> wait stream stop the stream stop that revealed the secrets of twitch's algorithm which got you banned <laughs> that was so funny i don't know where that came from the only thing i could think is like it was somebody just trying to stir the pot i don't i don't know i don't know that was the only thing i could think like they were just trying to get attention because if they just came in and called me a creep then they would have gotten banned immediately you know what i mean a frickmas blend and a light rose bend to a let's see here to joseph thank you joseph that's 10 orders of coffee for the day thank you guys so so much for supporting the coffee the channel and everything that we're doing here um the guy that came in and said that was a hoot. It amazed me you made it three responses before you had anyone uh, coming in and claiming to know everything. Well, yeah, because he's like, oh, I, I know somebody that works at Purple or whatever. And I'm like, if they, if they had a problem with that content, number one, it was super old. They would have just asked me to take it down. And number two, they don't have an algorithm. Nothing I ever created was ever about that. Everything I created was about creating a brand. And, and creating a content funnel that was sustainable and interesting. You know what I mean? Um. <laughs> People come in here and try to stir the pot only to discover the pot is full of hot asphalt and it's not moving. That's right. <laughs> Worst or best troll? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, we've had some good trolls recently. The guy that, the guy that said he, he has to come and say uh you know dead game or whatever i thought that was i thought that was good um uh so okay luckily i cracked the code now i just buy boosts <laughs> You mean lightly? No, 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 no. It was somebody else. He had like a really long username and he had surprise Pikachu faces as avatar. Um, I miss enjoy your band guy. Yeah, he was, it was good. It was good times. <laughs> that was good times. <laughs> Reported for insulting. I loved it. I loved it. That was, that was great. <laughs> oh man. If they banned streamers for insulting, I don't know if anybody, anybody left. <laughs> I don't know if there would be anybody left. They don't even ban people on the platform for being insulting in comments. Like, I guess we're punching bags. Like, you can just insult the content creator as much as you want. And if they clap back, you're like, hey, that's illegal. It's like, wait a minute. You're not allowed to actually respond to the trash I put out. Uh, I think our best troll is Mo. Some of those Microsoft takes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo, Mo is uh, Mo's got some Mo's got some special some special insights. <laughs> uh, huh. We should have did a poll today. We should have did a poll today. I don't know what we would have done it on though. You know, I don't know what we would have done it on. What? Uh, maybe like how you define broken? You know, how do you define a broken game? How, how do you do it? <laughs> Dark or Christmas? Pole. We've sold 10 orders, babe. What do you mean that's it? That's like the most we've sold in a long time. <laughs> the, order from last night already went out. the 
orders from last night already went out. So there you go. Somebody tweeted at me two hours ago. It says, don't want to be that guy. The saga continues. So this guy tweeted and said, a story about the history of New World's networking architecture. Sometime before I joined Amazon in 2016, Amazon Games bought CryEngine. Then they built two competing internal engines on top of it. One that would become Lumberyard and one uh, that the game terms use. And so a tweet has been deleted. The reason for the two forks in that Lumberyard was replacing basically all of the cry engine which was terrible with new code but the game's teams needed to get to work building games so crucible new world and breakaway used some existing code that double helix had that existing code called gamecore uh had never been shipped and was built for another game gamecore's networking was a trash fire I swam around in it once to try to fix a bug, and I don't remember any specifics, but I do remember thinking that just about everything they did was the most complex way they could have done it. I'm pretty sure somewhere in the networking loop, they had a recursive graph search through entities to resolve some dependency. Anyway, there was a fourth game team that was probably don't know about codename Nova. They were eventually canceled, and they didn't use GameCore. So this guy went on like a tweet thread about this. Um... They saw that GameCore could be difficult to build on, so they semi-secretly built their own entity system and networking layer, used CryEngine and the, and the Lumberyard as a rendering layer. As far as networking layers go, Nova's was pretty good. Not only was it server authoritative, but it could support shafted servers. Anyway, they were cancelled, but they had built some pretty cool tech. Crucible spent about a year and a half rebuilding the entire game under NovaNet. Artists worked on another branch the whole time, and the designers had basically nothing to do for a year. New World was faced with the decision of whether to move to NovaNet. I wasn't on New World, so I don't know the details. I don't really blame them that they decided to share Crucible's pain. New World had already rebuilt their game from scratch once. It was originally less of an MMO and more Rust-like. And by all rights, Crucible should have been canceled rather than rebuilt before it was actually cancelled. When faced with the choice between spending millions delaying the game for another year or two versus accepting client authoritative bugs, it's easy to say, okay, let's just be very careful. The root cause of the problem here has nothing to do with any decisions that anyone currently on New World made. They're doing the best they can with the cards they were dealt, and it looks like they're doing a good job. The root cause, from my personal view, is that Amazon Games has was new leadership, who had little experience in games, had no experience of the risks of choosing bad tech to build games off, and didn't get the technology, didn't get the technology, or listen to the warnings of seniors or principals. It has been rehashed a lot, but mostly comes down to Mike Frazzini, VP of Games. His attitude was that we could invent our way out of the problems of those code bases iteratively. It's an attitude that works in the microservices of Amazon Web Services, but not in games. A story about how clueless he was about the topic. We were on a Friday beer party around the time Crucible was adopting NovaNet, and Fraz was excited about it and told me something like, this is very cool tech. It has big value proposition. It seemed like was he was considering spinning NovaNet out into a new product or something. I wanted to say there's nothing in NovaNet that wasn't existed that hasn't existed since Quake World in 1997, but I looked at our studio director, a very smart guy, and he said nothing. So I smiled. Anyway, the answer of how does a multi-billion dollar game company making games in 2021 write client authoritative code? The answer is game development, it's very complicated. Please be kind and patient with the New World team. They've been trying to fix this problem for like 8 years. To be clear, 
When I said the code is client authoritative, that was a bit inaccurate. They built their game on an engine that allows client authoritative code to be written, but I'm sure they are writing their code server authoritatively, but sometimes mistakes are made. That's different from if your networking architecture doesn't allow for any client authoritative code to be written unless you jump over a ton of hurdles, which is how Novanet and QuakeWorld Half-Life and Source worked. I should also say that the New World team worked on their networking stack for a long time between when I saw it and when it shipped. I'm 100% sure that it's way better than the code that I saw. I wouldn't be surprised if the game core net code was completely replaced. Dear New World community team, I'm sorry I didn't realize this thread would get so big. I hope I didn't make your jobs harder. So it sounds to me like he's putting some meat on the bones and clarifying how New World has had client authoritative bugs. Also confirming that the game is not client authoritative, but that there's room for it to take place. He's explaining why that would have happened. The switch from server technology, leadership not quite understanding games. Like some of the theories I trotted out earlier, I was like, they might have inexperienced people that have never really worked on games before. Case in point, the VP is used to inventing their way out of problems. And as he said, that works in Amazon Web Services, but it doesn't really work in gaming. It's too foundational. It's going to take a lot of time to, you know, to, to rectify some of these problems out of the game. So that Twitter thread is essentially his, his expertise insight into how did this happen and, you know, why, why there's probably hope that they'll get out of it, but it explains how there's a client authoritative things happening right now. Um, so, um, can't wait for a food analogy. (laughs) Homie wrote a whole memoir tell all, right? I do know that there is more than that was happening behind the scenes in Crucible than we know. What happened with that game was just bizarre. Yeah, I mean, we have somebody that hangs out here that worked on Crucible. I'm sure he's probably not at liberty to tell any say anything because he's currently working on aspects of New World. Um, so it's uh, it's obviously more complex than they don't know what they're doing or this game sucks or this game is broken. It sounds like there's network architecture problems that are going to need to be, you know, consistently addressed and rehashed. As the VP said, well, we can iterate our way out of this. We can invent and do invent our way out of it and do it iteratively, meaning we'll just do iterations and slowly sweep all of this up. Am I right in that web services are more compartmentalized and games are more monolith are pretty monolithic? I mean, as a layman, I would say that sounds right. You know, that a game is being monolithic is just this one giant stacked contained thing. And so if there are problems down here, it's going to ripple all the way into the top. And web services being more compartmentalized, it's easier to take a specific web service and iterate your way out of a problem because it's its own thing. It's like a smaller, more self-contained entity versus an entire freaking game. Sounds like a horrible idea. Right. This sounds similar to... I'm not saying the game's as bad as Anthem was, but this sounds similar to the problems with Anthem. You had people in leadership that were like, Bioware magic, blah, 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 blah. And they basically didn't allow for proper time development and testing and and iteration. And then that game wasn't even freaking ready. So it sounds like we have similar issues with New World that a person in charge wasn't reckless, but 
he was sort of unwittingly reckless to be like, oh, we'll just iterate our way out of this. And instead of being like, no, we should delay the game again and build it properly with the proper network architecture. And they're like, well, that's going to cost us millions. We can't do it. You know. EA forced them to use an engine that they didn't want to use. Now, that is not entirely accurate. They BioWare did not have to use that engine. They opted to because the money would be better if they did. Their ability to recoup costs and get and get revenue was better if they chose that engine. They were incentivized to use it. Maybe it was strongly suggested that they use it. But ultimately, the reports that I saw said they could have chosen to say, no, we're going to use this. And they opted to, to, to use the... Um, I don't even remember the name of the, the... I don't even remember the name of the engine now. Um, it's not... Is it DICE? Is it DICE? Is that the name of the engine? I forget. Or DICE is a company? I can't remember the name of the engine now, but the one developer on Anthem described it as it's full of razor blades. Um, upper management being complete... Frostbite, thank you. I knew it wasn't DICE. The Frostbite engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Frostbite engine is full of razor blades, according to one of the Anthem developers. Upper management being consistently, completely out of touch with what he's in charge of. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, if in six months' time they have fixed these issues, clients over handshakes, and have fixed the various issues with glitches and bugs and on talents and buffs, such as hatchet bug, people will come back. You know what's funny is I don't even think the bulk of the player base cares. I don't. I don't think the bulk of the player base cares. They're not aware of these issues. They're not. There's 211,000 people playing right now. You know. They're maintaining concurrent player averages that I would say are pretty healthy. They've dropped. We're five weeks out. So, of course, they've dropped. But I, I would I would hazard a guess. I would theorize that... Um, a lot of these a lot of these players have zero freaking clue about any of this stuff I think I would describe it like this I think new world gameplay has a protective barrier built around it and that barrier is what I describe as making the mundane enjoyable that protective barrier is essentially think of it like a protective fog around the center of the community. The center, the big, fat, meaty center of the community is kind of hanging out in the mid-game right now. And that fog is around them. They can't see through it. They don't know what's out there. They don't know that it's it's sharp and dangerous and exploit-ridden and bug-ridden in the end game. They don't know it. They don't see it. They're kind of protected by that fog. Now, eventually, that fat, meaty center starts to expand into other portions of the game. They're, they're going to start to get into later stages of the game and later pieces of the game, and they're going to start to break through that fog. I don't know when that's going to take place. I don't know if it'll ever take place. They may always kind of stay in the I'm happy to, to mine materials and sell stuff in the trade house and level up my skills, and the, the, the number of hours it takes you to level and do something as a non- you know, you're not watching videos, you're just taking your time. It's just, it's almost inexhaustible for somebody that plays as a more, as a more mid lane player. So you're saying if I pass through this wall of fog, I can fight the deacons of the mid lane. That's right. That's right. And they will all be armed with pickaxes and logging axes. There's nothing left to do. If you can't farm, you can't gather and can't PVP. You can't even mine or sell or farm. It's all disabled. That's why player base numbers are very low right now. This is actually the lowest I've seen them. 
because usually they were at 250,000 or higher. So the fact that it's at a 211,000, the, the player base numbers are low right now. And that's likely why. People are like, I can't do the thing I want to do. I like to sell my stuff. I like to mine my stuff. I like to throw in the trade house. And they can't do it. So they're thinking, well, what, you know, I, why bother? I'll come, I'll come back later. This is probably the most severe problem that they've had because it fundamentally breaks down the mid lane content loop. They disabled mining and farming? No. They've disabled they've disabled the trade house. Any wealth transmission can't happen right now. So that's a massive central tenant of the game that's just like off. It's like the light switch just off. My bank's full, my bag's full, PvP is full of glitches. There's nothing at all for me to do as a level 60. I f- and I, you know what? I feel for you. I do. I feel for you. You busted through the fog and you're out there on the sharp rocks and it's not enjoyable, right? It's not, it's not, uh, it's not smoothed over. It's not a smooth experience once you break through that fog. The saving grace that this game has right now is I think a bulk of its player base isn't breaking through the fog anytime soon. You know? Having no trades available in the beginning of the uh, the beginning of the end of the game, only people logging in are the people who are crafting, 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 or just questing. Yeah, anybody's just questing right now. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty severe problem. We'll probably cover it tomorrow. I didn't want to divert. I didn't want to divert today's uh, topic, but we'll probably cover it tomorrow if it's still going on. As like this is a serious, serious issue for player engagement. Um, You're on top chat again. I hate top chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm honestly working to get everything to 200, so this works great for me since no one's around to compete for mats. Worst thing about it, though, is you got to throw everything into storage. You don't have a way to offload a lot of the mats. Like, that's what I was always doing. I would just go back and sell them for a super low cost just to clear out my inventory. Um, do you know? That, that, you know, that's what I would do. Um, you know? Thoughts on New World Questing? It's good, but it could be better. Um, it's good, but it could be better. Some of the pacing is odd. I had a quest that I grabbed that was 35, and it basically was, go talk to this guy. And I went and talked to him. And then the quest jumped to 43, and then the enemies inside their quest were 48. I think some of the some of the questing um, some of the questing balance and uh, I, not balance some of the quest pacing and level pacing in the game is odd that could literally just be oversights because they had to rebuild so much of the game and it was originally going to be more PvP open world almost like Rust and it's not and so I think a lot of the the imagine that leveling in this game is kind of like an accordion so you look at it like this and you're like okay wow bam 60 here's all the things you can do 200 on uh, your, your trades and all that right and then you spread open that accordion and you get a look at all of it. I think the further along you go the accordion, the more messy it gets because it's just the early base game was the most important. I think they made a lot of good decisions prioritizing early base game and cleaning up that late. Is that comforting to the people that are in the late game? No, but it's probably better for the game's longevity because if the early base game was in a shambles, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. We all would have moved on. <laughs> We all would have moved on. The The fact that you're at 60 and you're bored, irritated, and there's nothing to do means they got something right. Why? Because you got there. 
clearly the early mid base game is is in good shape because of where you ended up you wouldn't have ended up there if the early base game was in a shambles and that's probably the only thing that gives me confidence the game will be fine rocky start rocky road ahead but it'll be okay because they nailed the most important part (laughs) they nailed the most important part it doesn't negate or refute any of your complaints, criticisms, or irritations, but it certainly puts them in perspective of like, okay, the game will probably be okay, you know? So the the trade house has been shut down because you cannot transfer wealth right now because there was a bug, there was an exploit with gold. My hope would be it would be re-enabled by this evening. Um, if they don't re-enable wealth transfer by this evening, then... Um, that's concerning that's concerning games like this um can very much uh live and die off of uh momentum and momentum loss momentum loss is pretty serious um you know if new world can fix their bugs and get to a stable environment then keeping and adding more content to the game it has the potential to be a very large game yes MMO players sticking with a not great game doesn't necessarily mean the game is good enough to keep them. Lots of players will just hang on with the hopes for the future. I think a lot of the mid-game players, the mid-lane players right now, they don't feel that they're settling. They don't feel they're playing a not great game. They feel like they're playing a great game. The people that have reached the top that are like, man, this game's rough. It's rough around the edges. They got a lot of work to do. They may leave and not come back. They may take a break or they may go play, you know, Endwalker and Final Fantasy and not come back until February 1 or January the 2nd. I mean, they may wait until they've gotten their fill. Now, the way that you get your fill out of an MMO is different player to player. So they may not get their fill from Endwalker until March. You, you just never know. But I think the bulk of the New World play uh, player community... They don't feel they're playing a not-so-great game or a bad game. They feel like they're playing an awesome game. It's the people that get to 60 and they're trying to do all the various things that are that are not functioning properly. They're the ones that are like, I'll keep playing because there's nothing else to play, but boy, oh boy, when Endwalker lands, I'm out of here. You know, I'm, I'm settling right now. This is kind of getting me by. You know, it's you're eating crackers before what you consider to be the steak dinner. That, you know that you'd rather you'd rather eat. Um, let's take a second to remember that people were saying the same thing about Final Fantasy eleven years ago. Eleven years later, Endwalker is a highlight of the year. Right, right. I, I don't know. I don't know if MMOs and long-standing live service games. I don't know if there's a path to success that doesn't look like this. I don't. I don't know if it's... I, I, I simply don't know if there's a path that isn't fraught with, oh, shoot, uh, gotta redo that, gotta redo that, and then a year later, you're like, ah, oh, the game's completely different now. They finally got some stuff, you know, they finally got things figured out. Sounds like Anthem, and I liked Anthem. Anthem is not nearly uh, as as base game stable as this game. Anthem was shaky from the very beginning. Because the base game and the campaign were were they were good, but they weren't very great, and it was very sort of quickly done away with. And then the end game was sitting there being like, "Well, there isn't one." New World has an end game with rough spots, 
Anthem didn't have an endgame. There were no rough spots to have. Anthem just didn't have an endgame. New World has an endgame. It's just got rough spots. It's got stuff they gotta come over and fix. You know. Yeah, I signed up for the Lost Ark uh, beta. I think I have somebody I can reach out to to try uh, to get in. Uh, so that way I can showcase the game. If I don't get an email, I might be. I might. I might have somebody I can reach out to. We'll. We'll see. We'll see. Um. Uh. Um. We'll. We'll see if we can get in there. Um. <clears throat> Because I the the sign up was like sign up was like last I think like last week, um, or at least that's when I was told about it. What we were seeing is people not remembering how other MMOs have launched and thinking that New World's in a worse state. Yeah, fourteen probably has had its best expansion yet with Shadowbringers, so the hype train is real. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, Lost Ark's been out for a couple years and it's finally coming over here, yeah, to the West. Having a bit of a surge of people coming in. If you're enjoying my talk show right now, uh, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button, smash the like button, introduce yourself in chat. We appreciate the great reception today from the New World community. I cover lots of other games. I will be shifting to gameplay in a moment, so if you enjoy watching New World gameplay and just hanging out and talking, be sure to stick around for that. I'm going to run upstairs very briefly. I'll be right back. Thank you guys so much for the support today, and uh, I'm looking forward to just chilling in some gameplay with you, okay? I don't know. We may get into a dungeon. I think I'm at the next dungeon. Uh, Dynasty Shores on 55. Um... So, um, yeah, we, we may be able to put together a team for that. You may get some dungeon gameplay today. We might push that to tomorrow so I can have a thumbnail for it and say, hey, we're doing engine, uh, dungeon gameplay, okay? So stick around. Don't go anywhere. Smash that like button and consider all the commands over here. Displate, my shirt, coffee, all those other ways to support the channel. Subscribing is free, and so is hitting the like button. I'll be right back.
Okie dokie. Let me get the game booted up here. Let me get the game open. If you guys missed how the New World devs responded to criticism, you can go to the very beginning of the stream, and it's a four-minute segment. You can rewind the stream and watch that. We are going to be switching gears here to gameplay, and we actually do that with what is called a live redirect. So this video will just roll over into a new video. Now, if it doesn't work, I can put a, a link in chat for you, and... That'll take you there. My kiddos were being... I was trying to get back down here quickly. They're being really goofy. They're like super excited. They're already playing Christmas music because my wife is yeah, insane. <laughs> and they were like, wait, wait, Papa, wait. And they had these blankets wrapped around themselves. And as soon as the music went crazy, they like threw the blankets off and they, you know, they're running around without shirts on, just being crazy. I'm like, you guys are insane. And they were laughing so hard at themselves that they couldn't even com- like finish their little skit that they had, they you know they had ready for me. Uh, it was pretty adorable. Um, did I copy? Nope, I didn't. Uh, we changed the premiere video, did we not? Okay, we did. I'm gonna give you guys a link of where we're going just in case redirect doesn't work. All right. There you go. Okay. Let's do this and this. Um, okay. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. Going to be jumping into more New World gameplay today. We hit level 55. I don't think we'll be diving into a dungeon today. We did cover this morning the dev's response uh, to some of the criticisms about the game, and the, the wealth transfer is still disabled. Now, thankfully, that's not what we're really working on. We're working on questing and leveling, but the wealth transfer is still disabled, and we appreciate your support of the channel. If you like